wrestling fans, are you ready? Yes, 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 yes. For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Stupid idiot. Shut your mouth, you thong-wearing fatty. Party's over, Grandpa. Kane was there! Kane was there too! Yeah! No enhancement needed. This ain't Monday Night Raw! This fight's right! It's Wrestle Rant Radio. Ten days away, folks, from WrestleMania 34. Ladies and gentlemen, give me the green light because I'm ready to go down to New Orleans. We are the wild ones over here. I was going to keep on going with the WrestleMania theme song puns, but I'm running out of songs to name off the top of my head that would make any sense. But this is WrestleRant Radio, guys, from March 29th, 2018. You heard that correctly. Ten days out for one of the most stacked and star-studded WrestleMania lineups I have ever seen. Should be a great show. And nothing gets me more pumped up for the show of shows than WrestleMania theme songs. And I thought it'd be only fitting to bring back one of the greatest guests here in WrestleRant Radio history. Jamie Lee Mack is back here to talk about WrestleMania theme songs with me with our shared passion for theme songs and wrestling history. So, Jamie, welcome back to the show. How you doing? I have said this once before. I will say it again. Who wants to walk? Or, I guess, listen. (laughs) At this point in time, with GSM and the Mac. Dr. Mack, you're back here on WrestleRant Radio. What's the uh, what's the diagnosis for WrestleMania this year? How you feeling? Uh, the diagnosis this year is, uh, well, uh, I will say this. Perhaps maybe about a month ago, the diagnosis wasn't looking too great. Uh, I don't think uh, chemo would have helped very much. But you know <laughs> what? Uh, this year, uh, it's promising. I think it's more promising than it was last year. Definitely more promising than 32. I don't want to say it'll be as good as 31 or 30, but I imagine it'll be up there. You know, like if we, like, you know, out of like the 30s so far, you know, I get, like, you know, it's it's got a chance for a solid third place. And it's always tough to say with these WrestleManias because the build can sometimes be really, really bad and then we'll get treated to a great show or the build will be great. And then it'll be the exact opposite. Like, WrestleMania 27 comes to mind as a build that I thought was pretty good. Then the show shit the bed, and that kind of, you know, speaks about itself when it comes to how bad that WrestleMania is. But, Dr. Mac, you're coming home to WrestleRant Radio. I got a good feeling that this show is going to be, uh, it's going to be a fun show to talk about here on my house here on WrestleRant Radio. It's either my way or the highway, and I'm trying to fit in more WrestleMania theme song puns. If you can looking. somehow find a way to fit in Crack Addict in there, I'll be <laughs> That might be I'll tough. Be very impressed. Well, you are Dr. Mac after all, and I don't know where I would fit in Crack Addict, but if anyone can cure the Crack Addict, it would be you. Um, but we'll talk more about that as we move along here. But we talked about it before. People could check it out. Here in WrestleRant Radio Archives, not only on NextAirWrestling.net, but also on iTunes. Simply search up WrestleRant Radio on Apple Podcasts. Find WrestleRant Radio. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. All the old episodes are up there, including the ones with Jamie Lee Mack himself, including the last show that we did right around Christmas time, talking about the importance and the lost art 
of pay-per-view themes and WWE and wrestling in general. And like I said earlier, I thought it'd be great right around WrestleMania time to talk about the some of the great WrestleMania theme songs. And as I alluded to just before we started talking, um, that the WrestleMania theme songs, I feel, and I'm sure you feel the same way, play an integral role in, I feel like, getting you pumped up for WrestleMania. Damn straight. You know, and, and watching SmackDown last night, not the entire card, because if they ran down the whole card, it would have taken three hours, but they were running down some of the major matches on the show coming up next Sunday uh, to the uh, Celebrate song by Kid Rock, which was also the theme song for WrestleMania 30, and it got me ready. It got me going for WrestleMania 34 next Sunday, so we're going to talk all about the WrestleMania themes. I know you know all about them, just like I do, and uh, I feel the only way, to, the, the best way to do it is to start from the very beginning. And I know there's other theme songs in the first few installments of Wrestle uh, of WrestleMania, including that generic song they used for a few years. I know they used the uh, instrumental theme, I believe, for Teddy Long's theme song for WrestleMania 16, WrestleMania 2000, whatever. But Yeah, that was, uh, I think, California, I think it's the name of it. If you go on Spotify, you can find it. It was on, I think, the anthology disc set they came out with back in, like, 02 or 03. Well, speaking uh, of which, did you not make uh, a playlist on Spotify for the WrestleMania theme songs last year? I, I did, actually. Uh, I don't remember if I put that one on there, but if I didn't, I'm pretty sure I'll have to throw it on there at some point. I know I... Well, I I figured they were just going to use Celebrate again this year, so it's like, well, I guess I don't have to throw that one on there because it's already there, but mm-hmm. they're using the New Orleans song by Kid Rock as well, and... Uh, I actually listened in full that song last night because I or because like I had never really given it like a fair shot mm-hmm. and it's it's decent. I understand why, you know, they're in I mean, you know, hell, the name of the song is New Orleans. That's literally where they're going to be, so I totally understand why. Um not the greatest choice, but uh still pretty solid. I mean, you know, and, like, that's the thing with the past, like, I want to say, like, there hasn't been a Mania song that I've heard that I thought was, like, oh, my God, why are they using this? This is terrible. <laughs> like, 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 most of the time, they're, like, I don't want to say they're spot on with their themes around Mania time, but, like, they're definitely close. I mean, obviously, there's, there are, there are so many different choices out there because there are literally, like, you know, there's, like, there's more songs out there than there is people. So, mm-hmm. like, so, and, you know, there's only a select few that can really fit that mania feel. And for the most part, they're, for, they usually nail it every year. I'll give them that. It seems like it. I mean, we as we spoke about last time around December, around three months ago, and I, we were talking about how there hadn't really been like that memorable of a pay per view theme in quite some time, with the exception of the, those, uh, with the exception of those they had used from the year before for Hell in a Cell and for No Mercy. Uh, since we last talked, we've had Royal Rumble, we've had Elimination Chamber, and Fastlane. You made a great point to me on Twitter a few weeks ago that they used the, the same artist, Will Rush. Is that his name? The the same. Well, guy? yeah, Will. Yeah, 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 Will something. Yeah, something like that. They had used, uh, the, the song they had used for Fastlane in years past, they used the same artist for the theme for Elimination Chamber this year. Uh, for Rumble, I remember the songs. I wasn't a big fan of them. 
Uh, they were fine, but it seems like they kind of get the songs that sound alike constantly. And I had remarked to you on Twitter, I cut the, the, the song for Fastlane kind of grew on me the day of the show. Yeah, it's not too bad. I'll give it that. You know, it, it reminds me of uh, Like a Champion, the song they had used for WrestleMania last year, like the, just the style yeah, of the song. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's why I liked it, because I like that theme a lot, too. Um, but yeah, I mean, this year, like you had said, I, I think it only makes sense to you celebrate again. And they've been in the same you know, city and state, whatever, um, multiple times for different WrestleManias, but I think for the first time ever, they're using the same song twice for two different WrestleManias. Now, I know we'll go back again and talk about each theme, but for, like, WrestleMania 28, I was re-watching that the other day, I had forgotten that good feeling with Flo Rida was one of the themes for that show, which they had also used for, like, Survivor they Series. They used literally, like, five months <laughs> Not even. Years. Yeah. <laughs> So that that's the company for you. But yeah, I guess that's uh I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but it is worth noting. No Flow Rider this year. No for the first time in three years, no Flow Rider theme song for WrestleMania. I'm shocked he's not going to the Hall of Fame this year. I figured it'd be I figured by now he'd be in. I know they talked about it in the Hall of Fame video package for Kid Rock a few weeks ago, how integral he's been to the company's history in, in terms of theme songs and playing the theme song for The Undertaker and all this other stuff. Blah 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 blah. But it's like and they were talking about, like, the 20-year relationship they've had, all this other stuff. I'm thinking, I know Flo Rida doesn't go back exactly 20 years with the company, but I am almost positive they have used mo- many more Flo Rida theme songs through pay-per-views than they have Kid Rock, um, oh, at least by sure. my count. It's at I, least... There's no doubt in my mind. I mean, I can, or like, you know, I mean, of course, I can't think of them all right off the top of my head, but, like, you know, going back to 2011 and, you know, with Survivor Series, and then there's Mania, and then he had, I think he did the theme for Survivor Series one year in 2013, which was a fucking garbage <laughs> of a show. Don't, let's not bring and, that uh, show up. Uh, yeah, and then, uh, and then, I think he did the one for SummerSlam in 2014, where it had that really annoying-ass horn in the background. And made yeah, uh, like, good, not good feeling, uh, going down for real. Yeah, going down for real. That's just that just made me want to cut my ears off. Uh, <laughs> that song is so annoying. They use that and another <laughs> Flow Rider theme for I think SummerSlam a few years after that. Who's with me? I think, if I'm not mistaken, they used another one. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They used that one and yeah, uh, yeah. So that's like what four or five right there. That's four or the five, and, and then, then he did the one for yeah, last year. Yeah, he did the one for Mania 32. Mm-hmm. Oh, 32 and, too. I forgot about that shit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so. And 33. Yeah, like. But to me, like, if you want to talk about musical artists who are integral to the company and its success, honestly, Kid Rock and Flo Rida do not enter my mind as the first few people. The first two people I think of, Cindy Lauper and Lemmy. Those are the two people I think of. I'm shocked they didn't induct Lemmy. They have yet to induct him. I mean, I figure they wouldn't induct him right after he passed just because they don't like to do that where, you know, they like to give it some time. But it's like he passed away in 2015. It's been almost two and a half, three years now. It's like I'm shocked they haven't already done it and they're inducting Kid Rock before him. And again, like you said, they're using the the Kid Rock theme song for WrestleMania. I get it. But it's like, what about last year? There was no one celebrity inducting last year. Why not just do it for last year's WrestleMania? Um, so that was a little oh weird. Oh my god, there wasn't, was there? No, I think, I, think I mean, the rumor was it was supposed to be Shaq, but then he pulled out for whatever reason, and then they just didn't okay. end up using him at all. So I guess that would make sense, because otherwise they've used a celebrity inductee every oh, year wow. for the past, like, ten years. So that, I that, did not realize that. Yeah, no, I completely forgot about that until I was looking back at the Hall of Fame <laughs> class for last year, which, I mean, I mean, it's not a bad thing, but still. 
I mean, at first I thought it was Snoop, and then I'm like, no, wait a minute, he went in in 2016 mm-hmm. last year. It's like, oh, you're right. Like, let me see, there was Angle, Beth. Like, good God. Yeah, they had a yeah, pretty strong right, class last mind. year. <laughs> Completely forgot about that. Holy shit, I thought, yeah, okay. <laughs> Honestly, dude, now that I'm thinking about it, why not just induct Flo Rida in Florida last year? Like, that would have been the year to do it because they were in Orlando anyway. Yeah, and they didn't have an inductee. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been their cute little twist on it, being like, oh, Flo Rida being inducted in Florida. Like, yeah, exactly. Oh, I mean, he was there doing the fucking concert anyway, so I don't see why not, but whatever. I see. How coincidental. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> Oh, well, at least we get Kid Rock this year for whatever that's worth. But, yeah, you talk about bands that are integral to the company. Cindy Lauper's another one. That's, like, that's a no-brainer. I don't know why they didn't induct her fucking 20 years ago, let alone in 2018. I don't know what the hell is going on there. So, hopefully, that gets rectified at some point. But you talk about bands important to the company's history. You mentioned, obviously, Kid Rock and Flo Rida in their mind, Cindy Lauper, Lemmy. Let's talk about Limp Biscuit. I mean, obviously, the theme song for WrestleMania 17. We'll start with the good. I mean, it's only going to be downhill from here, but arguably the greatest WrestleMania theme song of all time, not only for WrestleMania 17, but they had done some songs for WrestleMania 19, obviously the theme song for The Undertaker. Or no, did they just sing Undertaker to the ring, or did they do one of his theme songs, too? I forget. No, they played No, they played him to the ring at 19. But did they actually perform? I know they performed the theme, but did they sing the theme, or was that just them covering mm-hmm. it? Yep. Uh, they performed, uh, Roland. Roland, okay, that's what it is. Okay, you're right, yep. you're right, you're right. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously Limp Bizkit, I know they haven't been relevant since WrestleMania 17, but still, I mean, you talk about the greatest WrestleMania theme songs of all time. You ask anyone that was around for the Attitude Era, 95 times, nine times out of 10, they will probably tell you My Way and by Limp Bizkit as the most uh, prolific exactly. WrestleMania theme song of all time, if only for that Stone Cold Rock video package. And, man, I'm telling you that just, I mean, really, that is still, to me, the single greatest video package that that company has ever produced, ever. And mm-hmm. I don't think it will ever be topped. I agree. And, uh, and you know, I hate to say that because you should always be trying to top yourself, but, man, it's so hard when you really nailed it home. And it's just like, and just like you hit the ball out of the park so far that, like, it's in space now and you're not getting it back. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty much, you know, and uh, and but but um, but yeah, like I think I think the reason why they're probably not going to give Limp Biscuit any attention was um, I remember I forget when I read this. I think it was a couple of years ago. I remember, uh, um, well, number one, Fred Durst flipped off the camera at SummerSlam and whatever year that was. <laughs> he did. He did. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Or, or, or at least I think it was 2012. Anyways. And I know he gave an interview. Uh, I, again, I forget which year it was, but like he pretty much said, or like, you know, he pretty much gave that simple explanation that everyone who used to be a wrestling fan gives now, like, oh, I don't watch it anymore because it's all this, like, it's all PG and all this other stuff now, blah, blah. So I think because, you know, he says stuff like that and because he's not the most admirable person out there, uh, I think that's probably why they're not going to give them any real attention. And I can't really blame them from a PR standpoint. And to be honest, you know, Fred Durst is Fred Durst. I've never really cared for him. I mean, yeah, like, Limp Bizkit has had some 
you know, has had some, like, hits. I won't call, I mean, my way of, like, my way in Roland, I will consider classic hits. Mm -hmm. You know, you only use the word classic with a select group of, group of uh, talented artists. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but yeah, uh, I think, I think that's why Limp Biscuit it will not, I mean, like, unless if one day they contact Durst and, you know, he's all cool again, which I don't think will happen anytime soon, but, uh, yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking that that's the reason why, uh, why they haven't contacted them at all. Yeah, that would make sense. I mean, you just think back at how many times they use them for various events, and I mean, it's hard to dispute as well that this is the greatest WrestleMania theme song of all time when you combine it with the fact that like you said the video package they put together for Stone Cold and Rock and the show that it was used for like I know that we'll talk about it soon enough with WrestleManias where they've had some great theme songs and the shows themselves are terrible with this event you had a great show arguably the best mania of all time and then one of the best theme songs they've ever had but combine that with the fact that the video package and the show itself I think there is no denying this might be the single greatest Mania theme song of all time. Mm-hmm. I am, again, I have no doubt in my mind. And, uh, you know, Mania 17, that was the first Mania that I watched. Not the not the first one I watched live, but the first one I watched in full. Like, mm-hmm. um, like I think, or like, I think a friend of my dad's had, like, recorded it on VHS tape. And for those of you listening out there, VHS tape is that thing before discs became a thing. <laughs> and where you had to rewind it and you had to fast forward it. And when you were done, you had to wait for the damn VCR to rewind the whole damn thing for you. So, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, uh, and yeah, like, that was the first one I watched. And I just remember I was just enthralled with Rock and Austin and just the music and the TLC match and just everything in between. And like, that's why like, I think that's why everyone has such a fond memory of 17 because like, it was a good farewell to an era that everyone has such fond memories of Mm -hmm. because like the week before that WCW got bought out and that signified the end of the Attitude Era, the end of the Monday Night Wars. And to me, WrestleMania 17 will always be the final show of that era. I mean, some people say that, you know, oh, the era was gone, you know, in like 2002 or 2003 or whatever. And it's like, no, I think Austin and McMahon were the ones that defined that era. Or, well, or sorry, their feud is what defined that era. And you never thought you'd ever see them team up. You never thought you'd ever see them align. And then it happened. And it's like, well, there's the feud that was, that was, or that, or that was pretty much the ship for this whole era. And now it's done. You know, it ends with that show. Yeah. 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 So, you know, it's just like, you know, it was, I mean, I can't really think of a proper, you know, uh, analogy to go along with it, but yeah, pretty much that's why. And again, I think that's why people hold my way and that whole show up to such a high regard is because it was like the final, like the final send off for an era that everyone has such fond memories over. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I think I would completely agree. I think people would. Uh, I mean, I don't think most people would argue with that. I know there's a lot of dispute over when the Attitude Era officially started, like whether it was 97 or late 97, early 98. But I think it's hard to argue that the 
Attitude Era really ended with WrestleMania 17. And you're absolutely right. It's really a nostalgia thing where the song itself, I think alone, it's a good song, but I'm not sure it would be remembered by wrestling fans to be as great as it was if it wasn't for WrestleMania 17 and everything else that went with it. Um, And it's weird, too. You go from such, you know, a memorable, great, iconic theme song in WrestleMania history to WrestleMania 18, which admittedly I've only seen a few times. Um, I do not recognize the theme songs at all for the show, being Tearaway by Drowning Pool and Superstar by Saliva. Now, I know Saliva had performed the theme song for the Dudley Boys in that show, which was pretty cool, and I like a lot of songs by them. Obviously, Batista's theme song and a few others they've done. Um, another band that's that that WWE has used a lot over the years, but um, I I just don't remember these theme songs at all. Any recollection of these uh, of these themes, Jamie? Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, now, like you know, of course, uh, eighteen I eighteen I never saw in full until actually I rented it from Blockbuster. Now there's another throwback, kids. I talk about VCR and I'm talking about Blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. Yeah, like, they had a select, um, now, when I say select, I mean, like, maybe three or four WWE, WWF DVDs there, and 18 was one of them, and I saw, you know what, I've never saw that show in, show in full before, like, you know, I'll watch it, and I just remember when I popped in the disc, and, like, I spent maybe a good half hour at the main menu just because of Tearaway, and I don't know what it was about that song, but mm. I really, really liked it. I thought it was really good, and uh, and um, Superstar by Saliva, uh, not their best song. I'll say that, uh, but I think the way, but you know, I prefer them or the live version at eighteen over the studio version. I don't know what it was, mm-hmm. and it like if anyone if anyone out there has an MP3 file of saliva playing superstar wrestlemania 18 in skydome in toronto in 2002 let me know because i'd love to have it (laughs) because i prefer that version over um over over the one that they put out on disc Mm -hmm. and uh and you know i mean doesn't really hold that much historical significance i mean i liked how drowning pool performed uh, the song and like you know instead of airing the video package as it was like or like they or they performed Tearaway while they had the video package playing in the background now mm-hmm. I'll admit really 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 good show um, and that was different because like I think I think that was probably the, like the first time that they had done something like that where they had the video package play in the background and where they didn't really have a big screen. Like they just had like those little LCD looking s- screens there where like you had to stand at one certain angle to see the full thing. And if you're off to the side, you just saw like bits and pieces. Of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was interesting, but, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah. And I think that's the only time too. Like, I can't think of any other time where, you know, they had a band come in and say, Hey, play this song. And, song and uh, we're going to have the build to this match play up in the background I thought that was neat um, but I don't know I guess maybe they just thought that eh, maybe we won't do this again it was a nice little experiment but you know it was whatever and uh, you know also like around that time 
And one thing I, I found I, I, I found funny about WrestleMania 18 was that the stage kind of looked like a construction set. It did. I don't yep. know why. Mm-hmm. And I found that so funny because it was almost like the WWF at that time was in sort of like a rebuilding period mm-hmm. because the alliance angle had ended and, you know, Triple H was back. They had the titles unified and it just felt like they didn't really have a absolutely 100% solid direction. And then two weeks later, the first draft ever happened. So I thought that, or, or no, it was like, a week and a half later, a week, somewhere somewhere within that time period, the draft. <laughs> I, think, the draft I think it was like eight happened. days later. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it yeah, was like a week or two yeah. later. And you know that just kind of signified, like, all right, we're taking the company this way. This is what's going to happen, and ultimately, we got ruthless aggression. So I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah, it kind of builds that bridge. I never really thought about that before, but you make a great point there. Um, I. I I think from what you had said, correct me if I'm wrong, and I've seen Survivor Series 2 a bunch of times because I love that show a lot. I think they had done that same thing with that show where they had Saliva, speaking, I know it was Drowning Pool, but with, with Survivor Series, with it was with Saliva. Oh, yes, that's right. I believe they performed always, I think, maybe not for the show. I think it was for the whole show. I thought it might have been for the Elimination Chamber match, but I think it was no, either... I think it was like partway through the show. Yeah, from uh, the restaurant. To, yeah, like they went back, or, or no, they shot back to the bar yes. or that like nightclub that they owned. Yeah, and, WWF uh, New York they, or whatever it was. Yeah, and they performed always, and I think that they were just showing like what was coming up later on in the show, like okay, they were yeah. showing like or, or like little shots of like Victoria and Trish, and yeah. then there was the. Mm-hmm. Guerrero's Benoit Angle Edge Mysterio and then there's a chamber and Brock and Big Show like mm-hmm. I think that or yeah I think uh, yeah I think that's what that was and then they continue to perform afterwards and uh, but yeah like yeah and uh, that was also a neat or a neat little tie in too and you know again another one of those things where it's like oh yeah that's right they did that too now my memory is starting to go yeah. Well, I think it was only one other time because I can't recall any other time that's happened. And I think they also performed The King of My World. I know you and Zach were talking about that on Twitter the other day. I think they had performed that for Jericho <laughs> at that show. And they weren't even in the building. They were in the uh, WWF New York restaurant. I thought that was really neat. That, that was, was really I thought, cool. pretty cool. And I thought it was a great and song, too. And Jericho had talked about in his book. He said he liked the song, but it didn't really fit him. Um, and I guess that kind of makes sense. I mean, it's a great song, but I'm not really sure if I could see it as an I mean, entrance theme. It was a nice little like spinoff theme for him. Like, it was kind of like how Triple H has King of Kings whenever mm-hmm. he you know comes out as the authority figure rather mm-hmm. than the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I kind of like that too. I wish they would use it more after that as kind of like a, a one-off theme song or something like that for different different types of uh, you know different characters that Jericho would play a lot like with Triple H like you said but no he only used that yeah. one time and that was it but uh, then that kind of gets forgotten about but uh, yeah Saliva another band uh, and it would not be the last time that we'll talk about Saliva on this list we'll get to Saliva nope. a little bit more on a little bit later on but with Wrestlemania 19 we talk about Limp Bizkit they're back again for Wrestlemania 19 Crack Addict we mentioned at the top of the show <laughs> Um, they did perform the theme song on the show, which is why I remember it. Not as good as my way, of course. Nothing could be my way for no, these guys. No, definitely not. But still a very catchy theme. I thought it was perfect, for, again, for this a WrestleMania. A song that is damn sure hard to find, because <laughs> they never released it on, on, on CD. Really? I never knew that. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's not even on Spotify. Like, if you want, like, I think, I think the story goes. Now, I don't know what led up 
to them just doing this, but oh my god, I'm gonna mention another fucking throwback day. I swear, I di- I I didn't plan this, folks. I'm just letting you know. I don't mean to talk about stuff from you know my childhood or my past or anything, but they released the song on MySpace. <laughs> MySpace. We're going back in time with the DeLorean here in today's show. We, we really are. But, yeah, I think it goes that they released the song on MySpace, and that was it. I don't think it made it to disc. Uh, it's not on any streaming services, as far as I'm aware of. I mean, if someone's able to find it out there on Apple or on Spotify or anything like that, you know, by all means, let me know, and, you know, I'll give it a download. But, um, yeah, not sure why that didn't make it. Uh, I thought it was a decent song. I mean... You know, uh, I really, really liked it for the Austin and Rock video package there. Again, mm-hmm. no, which which is so funny because that was the the only video package that that song was used for through, throughout the entire show, and it was by the same group for the same two guys. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't even really realize yeah. that. That's crazy. It is, yeah. And, uh, you know, um, really, really liked it. Again, not as good as my way, definitely not. Again, it's one of those things where I don't think anything's ever going to top it. And if it does, I will be, I'll be shocked. It's been that was what oh one. It's been seventeen years now. Mm-hmm. If they can somehow nail a video package at Mania out of the park with Roman and Brock or Shinsuke and AJ using Kid Rock, I will be pleasantly <laughs> surprised. But you know, to each their own. Stranger things have happened. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, not really much else I can say more about 19 that hasn't already been said. I mean, uh, yeah, it was, uh, good theme, really, 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 really good theme. Uh, not like top tier, but still, but still good. And I think they still, the reason I remember is because I've only seen the network version. It is on the network. Uh, I know sometimes they take away like musical acts not music i don't know if they've ever taken away a musical act from wrestlemania on the network i know that obviously they'll replace certain songs like hogan doesn't come out to voodoo child that comes out to some other generic ass theme song of wrestlemania 19 which is very very disappointing because yeah. i really liked voodoo child mm-hmm. it plays on the radio here all the time and i'm like man oh i wish they would have licensed that yeah i know oh, that it's, been so it's good. disappointing or at least paid for the royalty or the rights for it or something to use on the network it's i pretty... think it's on the wrestlemania 19 dvd i don't know for sure mm-hmm. maybe it is i'll have to check it out but it's it's weird because you watch the dvds and and you and i are one of the few people out there who still collect dvds <laughs> uh, but like i remember buying the wrestlemania hey man, i'm telling you if the network ever crashes or ever goes down, yeah, we're good. It, we're good. The price, the price of these things are gonna fucking skyrocket. <laughs> exactly. We're, we're gonna be in good company with these DVDs. Um, but I remember getting the WrestleMania 25 DVD, and uh, one of the theme songs they'd use for the women's battle royal in that show, the Miss WrestleMania battle royal, was so hot by uh, coincidentally enough, Kid Rock. It wasn't on yeah. the DVD. Um, they had yeah, taken it, it off. Wasn't. And I was so mad. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I'm just like, man, like, because number one, that battle royal at er, at Mania 25, first of all, hot garbage, absolute <laughs> hot garbage. Terrible. It's no, terrible. Number two, number two, I didn't like. <laughs> like again, I've only seen 
that performance once. Me too. When I watched it live. Oh, I yeah. I've seen it one time. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I kind of want to go back and watch it again so I can see who, who came out. Yeah. Because, like, because, like, the announcers were saying, like, oh, Corey Wilson just got tossed over. Molly Holly just got tossed yeah. over. I'm thinking, where the fuck were these people? <laughs> Jackie Gato, I, th- I was watching it the other day. I'm like, Jackie Gato is in this thing? I just saw her. I didn't, they didn't even talk about it. They didn't even mention her. It's because they didn't, I don't even know not. if they mentioned it during the entrance, but it's so funny you say that because I have the DVD and usually I watch the DVD every year, but this year I watched it on the network because uh, I have the Amazon Fire Stick now, so that'd be easier. And yeah. it was included on the network. I'm like, holy shit, I've never seen this before. They played that and a couple other theme songs, by, or a couple other songs by Kid Rock, um, including the one they had used for, I forgot what it was called, but they used it for one of the uh, trailers for 2K1415 or whatever a few years ago. forgot what the name of the song was, but he had performed a few different songs, including that one. It did not get cut off, did not get taken off the network. But then it's so weird. If you watch it back, they show the full performance of him performing the song, which I thought was cool. And then after yeah. Santino wins, which pains me to even say, but after Santino wins... Oh, I, they have that stupid generic music in the background, don't they? In on the network and on the DVD, but I knew yeah, they had plays. Uh, yeah, and it was oh, weird. That drives me nuts. But they did play so hot after she won. Is that not correct? They did, yeah. Because I know the commentators were like, "Oh, this song doesn't fit her at because all." Because whenever, because whenever they throw in music in any of the shows, you can tell right off the bat. It's that very obvious. It, yeah, it what it wasn't played in the stadium or the arena or whatever. It was obviously piped in, and. Like and like, you could tell because like they try to add like the fake crowd noise in the background too, and it's it's uh, bad. <laughs> it's not yeah. good. I love their production team, but man, when they blunder, you like you notice it. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, and there's just no consistency because they had play, they had showed the performance, but they had played the song. I know, and when during the actual live show, because the commentators are like, "Oh, this this song doesn't fit her at all." Obviously, talking about so hot, but they're playing some generic ass song instead, despite the fact they just showed the full performance from Kid Rock. So, and it's not like they're on bad terms because he's going to the Hall of Fame. So I don't know what's going on there. It was just weird. Exactly. Um, but with the rest, I, don't of- know. I mean, you know, it comes down to licensing. Comes down yeah. to money. You know, sometimes WWE just doesn't want to throw the money out just to, you know, get this one, or just for this, you know, 30-second piece of a song on their DVD that'll be on there forever. And, like, so, you know, from, like, a business perspective, I can understand that. But, like, even on some of the pay-per-view DVDs, though, like, they used to put, like, they used to put the theme, like, on the main menu. And then they stopped that. They haven't done that in a while, yeah. Yeah, but if you watch the show, you can still hear the theme. In, yeah, they still. Yeah, the arena, it's weird. So, yeah, you still hear the song yeah, like, on the shows, just not on the DVD menu. I don't know menu. what kind of agreement they have, mm-hmm. but I but I find that kind of strange. But that's just me. Yeah, like like I said, there's just no consistency there. It makes no sense. But hey, if they don't include it for the 30 second clip of Santina winning, it might be better off just because the thing was terrible anyway. So might be better off forgotten. I usually um, fast forward to that part. <laughs> as you should. I would fast forward to the entire WrestleMania if it wasn't for uh, Taker and Sean. The, the entire show I just did not think was that good. Um, but I thought uh, WrestleMania 20 was a good show. I've seen this show back a few times. I honestly, you, Damn good show. you know better than I do, but I do not recognize these songs at all. Step Up by Drowning Pool. I'm sure I would Step recognize up. if I yep. heard it. Touche by Godsmack. There you yep. go. Uh, you can talk about these songs, Jamie, because I do not recognize them at all. Oh, uh, man. WrestleMania 20 was the first ever wrestling DVD I ever bought. Mm-hmm. Oh, I really? Remember. Wow. 
Yep, Christmas. Uh, I remember, like, I had just gotten the DVD player when I was, like, 12, mm-hmm. and I was, like, over the moon because I knew the VHS was, like, soon to be phased out and, like, never <laughs> yeah. be used again. Mm-hmm. And, um... And, my, and, like, this was back when, like, DVD players were, like, stupid expensive. Like, like 200 bucks. Like, yeah. something, or, or, like, something ridiculous now. You can pick one up now at Best Buy for, like, next to nothing. But, uh, um, but, yeah, uh, I remember I had gotten Christmas money, and I was with my mom, and we were in Walmart, and, like, you know, like any kid, I went to, like, you know, the game section and everything, like, you know, just looking around, and then... I was going through the DVDs and I saw WrestleMania 20 and I'm like, holy shit. I don't think I've ever seen a wrestling DVD here before. What's this doing here? So I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm going to get this. Yeah, I got that. And I still have it to this day. It's still, I mean, it's in, I mean, it's in pretty decent condition. The discs still work. Like, you know, like, uh, the menu has the theme song on it. Uh, it even came with, I think, like the mania of WrestleMania. I think, like the WrestleMania 19, like documentary, like leading up to the show and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but yeah, I have fond memories of Step Up and Touche for sure. Um, uh, and you know, again, they did another phenomenal video package with Benoit and Hunter and Sean and. Uh, it was great, and I could probably recite the video package word for damn word and the lyric for damn lyric because mm-hmm. I watched it so many times. And uh, that's and like that's why for me I think and I've gone back and forth on what my favorite match is. I've gone between Rock Angle Taker of Vengeance. I've gone between Rock and Austin at Mania Seventeen and. But I think what er, and um, and uh, and uh, Sean and Hunter from SummerSlam 2002, mm-hmm. and it's like I, you know, I've gone between so many. But I think when it comes down to it, the match that I know, like move for move, commentary line for commentary line, you know, every little word spoken was ben, is Benoit. Uh, Triple H, Shawn Michaels from WrestleMania 20. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that match inside and out. And I can, like, if I watched mm-hmm. it today, which I might even do it because I'm talking about it now. <laughs> it's a good uh, match. <laughs> and, you know, I haven't seen it in a while. Just, like, I know that move inside out. And it led to my favorite WrestleMania moment of all time, which was Benoit and Guerrero embracing in the ring. Mm-hmm. And I remember there was a poll that came out not too long ago this year about, about, you know, fans can vote for like the top 50 mania moments ever. But, you know, like, you know, like, or like, you know, that generic top, whatever mania yeah. stuff they do every year. And I remember I quoted it and I said, I can't vote in this properly because my favorite moment isn't in here and it never will be in there. Yeah. Because sad, of yeah. who's involved. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not bitching about that at all. I totally understand why. I'm just stating that, I can't vote fairly in this because my favorite isn't in there. <laughs> so I can't really, yeah. I mean, if the circumstances were different, absolutely it would be in there. But fortunately they aren't. So, yeah, that's my little take on on Mania 20, which is probably my second favorite Mania next to 17. 
Wow, yeah. I think we'd be tied. It's yeah, a real solid show. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a great show. I feel like it's one of the more underrated WrestleManias. That whole oh, time for period. sure. You know, honestly. Oh, my I, God. I was 10 years old when that show was happening. <laughs> and I just remember, like, I'd be watching, or, well, you know, or, well, you know, being not, or, well, like, you know, being 10 years old at the time. Raw used to be on at 10 o'clock here. Mm-hmm. And, and it would run till midnight, which... For a kid 10 years old in elementary school, parents think that's really fucking late. And yeah. to me, that's like my afternoon. Um, <laughs> yeah, there you go. I mean, actually, no, not even these days. Hell, by like midnight, 1 a.m., I'm done. I'm turning into an old man. <laughs> and like waking up at like 8 o'clock because I'm so used to these early mornings. Yep. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, like anytime I was able to watch Raw or or I catch like the highlights, like you know when they when when they used to do that like bottom line show and like Afterburn, like that's how I would catch up on Raw and SmackDown, and that's why SmackDown was my show because I was able to watch it because it was on earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just remember just like every week, like they made it seem like WrestleMania twenty is just like this, is like the be all end all, like you can't miss this shit, and yep. like they made it. Oh my god, I just remember they hyped it up so much, and I'm thinking, like, this is, like, this show's gonna be crazy. Yeah. This show's gonna be, like, the most, like, epic thing imaginable. Well, like you had said, that, too, you know, with yeah. WrestleMania 18, it was kind of like a, not a rebuilding phase, but, like, the end of one era and the start of another. I kind of feel that way with WrestleMania 21, but, like, the draft had been brought back right after, and look at the tagline, where it all begins again. I mean, it's a very mm-hmm. iconic show, I would feel, I, I would I would argue. It is. You know? That's one of my favorite taglines ever. I think it's great. Yeah, they haven't really had uh, that memorable of a, of, of a WrestleMania headline since. I would argue. Exactly. Like I don't, man. I don't know what it was about that build, but uh, yeah. Like I like that's why I that's why I, I hold twenty to such a high high regard. And like this is before they went back to doing stadiums. Mm-hmm. You know, like. Uh, Man, it was just, like, incredible. And, you know, like, if you were to get a fan that's been watching, not just the product, but, like, let's say they've been watching WrestleMania, like, the past, like, three or four years, and they watched 20, and, you know, they'll sit back and say, like, well, you know, they're in a smaller venue. Like, they're, like, you know, the setup isn't as big and whatnot. So, like, you know, how can this be epic? So I think... You know, for those for those who weren't in that time period, I think that they just don't like they probably just couldn't really understand. Mm-hmm. I think from that and like you know, I know you started watching. I think or like it's what like ten years this year. Is it for you? Ten years this year, yeah, two thousand and eight. Good, good God, grizzled young vet. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but like, but like you know, again, you have you have an idea of what you're talking. Thank you, I appreciate that. <laughs> but, you know, and, like, you know, the thing that you did that a lot of that, like, a lot of these newer newer generation of fans don't really do is that they don't go back and watch. They don't go back and learn their history and see what happened and, you know, what was happening, you know, back in the, back in the 80s, back in the 90s, you know, what happened when, like, the new uh, century began, you mm-hmm. know? 
And that's something that I always respected about you personally is because you actually went back and did your homework. You went back and you learned all about us, about all of this other stuff. And like, I'll and it frustrates me to hell when I go on Twitter and I'll see all these people that are saying like the dumbest stuff about how like, Oh, and, and like, and like they'll criticize good storytelling, and it's like you guys don't understand. They used to do this shit all the time. Yeah, they're just not used to it. It's like when we get a good story, it's like people don't know what you. I mean, again, I wasn't around, but just knowing stuff that has happened dating back to WrestleMania. Like, I just 20. remember. I remember when Owens debuted and he stepped on the U.S. title, and people thought that was disrespectful. I'm like, disrespectful. <laughs> it was one of the greatest oh debuts I've ever seen. It was one of the greatest debuts in the last ten years. It's ridiculous. It would have been one thing, like, you know, if, if, I don't know, if he had made a joke about rape or something like that. Like, obviously, going back that far is a little much. But it's like, dude, stepping on the U.S. title, give me a break. And just people get just so upset yeah. over the smallest things nowadays. It's ridiculous. And that one, that debut yeah, will be forever remembered as one of the most impactful in recent history, in recent memory. And it's, 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 people just don't favorite, get it. My, my favorites of this decade, to be honest with you. Yeah, I can't argue with that. I can't argue with that. There's been a lot of great debuts, but that definitely is coming close to leading the list. Um, we'll try to go back here now. Go, I know we went a little off topic with all the uh, early WrestleManias, but we'll go back yeah, to exactly. uh, we talked about <laughs> WrestleMania 20, real solid show, and another one of my favorite manias. And again, it, it's rare I go back and watch the old WrestleManias more than once or twice, but I've seen this one a bunch of times because I really liked it. That being WrestleMania 21, uh, really, I mean, you look up and down the card and the new blood that is involved in every single match from Batista to John Cena, Edge. Uh, Randy Orton, Rey Mysterio. It's unbelievable. And uh, that was the ending of one chapter and the beginning of a new one. Completely agree. Completely agree. I feel like with the ruthless aggression era, I feel like it kind of ended here. And you have a different era from like 05 to 07 or 08 or whatever. And it kind of starts right yeah. after the show with the, uh, the, the the rise of all these new stars from Cena, Batista, Orton, Edge, and uh, and Rey Mysterio and a few others. Um, oh, oh my God! And and like you know. You didn't, and like, you know, me being, okay, I would have been 11 at this time, and that was actually the first Mania I ever watched live was 21. Wow. So, yeah. It's a good show, so, good show to start so, with, live for 11 very, 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 very good, mm-hmm. and, uh, and um, yeah, that was, uh, that, that, that show still holds a lot of impact to this day. I mean, hell, I think they're like... You know, just like the list of guys that you mentioned that were that were pretty much being, you know, you know, pushed into the centerfolds for the next almost ten years or the next five years or whatever. Gordon, Edge, Batista, Cena, Edge, Hall of Famer already. Mm-hmm. Orton, still there, competing at WrestleMania this year. Cena, uh, you know, he's going through this do something phase with Undertaker, but you know that's. <laughs> But, you know, that's for another time. But anyways, Cena, face of the company. Arguably, you could still call him the face of the company right now to this day. And he's yep. been the face now for over 10 years, whether people want to admit it or not. Uh, Batista is going to be in arguably the biggest movie in cinema history this year. Yep. With her, uh, with um, Infinity War. And, you know, again, just those four guys right there and, you know, outside of all of their, or no, and, 
you know, besides their accomplishments outside of WWE and whatnot, just those those four guys, like, they went on to be, like, the next biggest heels and faces for the next decade, pretty much, after that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, that 21 was a changing of the guard. And Triple H, a guy that you, people always say, bury bury this, bury that. Look, he put over Benoit at 20, and then he put over Batista the next year after. And then, I imagine we'll talk about this next, look look what happened at 22. Yeah, exactly. I'm just, just going to state that. I had read something recently, I think .com or WWE's YouTube channel, someone had put out a video talking about the most losses in WrestleMania history. I think Triple H has the most losses in WrestleMania history. For Triple someone H who, cur- currently stands with the most losses in WrestleMania. Yeah, and for someone that people... crazy to think about. Yeah, that he's buried so many people. He's lost uh, how many people? From John Cena to Batista to Daniel Bryan to Seth Rollins to Roman Reigns. It's like, this guy does... He's definitely put over more people at WrestleMania than not. He, he does his job. He does. That's what yeah. he does. He is the. I mean, he play. He plays his role well. He is the heel, and everyone at the end of the day, they don't buy a ticket to see the babyface. They buy a ticket to see the heel get his ass kicked. Mm-hmm. And that has been the standard bearer of what wrestling should be uh, for ages, for decades now. And I believe it will always be the standard bearer from now until, well, whenever. And that was really the the, the appeal of the show. I mean, with Triple H as the world champion coming in, it's the dastardly heel. And JBL, same thing. Both guys had held their championships for quite a while. And then the young upstarts unseating them as the new world champions. Their first world titles is pretty mm-hmm. astonishing. It was really quite amazing, to be honest. And, I mean... It would take a little bit, but to do the math between Cena, Batista, Rey Mysterio, Edge, and Orton, the world titles between those men, it's like something of like 30 ridiculous. fucking world belts. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. So they were really the one of them is tied the with Flair. What'd you say? I said one of them is, t- is tied with Ric Flair. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's <laughs> yeah. Just one alone has more world titles than anyone else in company history, let alone all of them combined. It's amazing. Um... But uh, the theme songs for the show, again, a show I like a lot. I don't really have much recollection of the songs themselves. Uh, Big Time by the Soundtrack of Our Lives and Behind Those Eyes by Three Doors Down. Uh, any thoughts on these, Jamie? Uh, I'm not going to lie. I like. I don't remember them really using the themes all that much in the buildup. I just remember the, show, the movie like, stuff. I really don't. I just remember yeah, the like movie the rip-offs. little movie trailers that they did. Yeah. That was about it. Those were great, but, but that's it. Oh, yeah, those were entertaining as hell, but, like, that, like, yeah, that's about it. Like, I don't remember much else other than that. I mean, like, they used it in the, uh, in, like, the recap package at the end of the show, which is what I... Like, I missed them doing that at the end of each Mania because that was always neat, and they stopped doing that for a while. I think they brought it back, like, one time. I thought they so, brought you know, it back for WrestleMania 32, because I think I remember yeah, watching Yeah, maybe that. it was 32. I don't know. I don't I mean, know if they'd done it for any uh, other Mania around this time, yeah. but I know they had done it for 32, because I know they had done it to uh, Victorious, that song. Um, by oh, yes. whatever yep. it was. But I, I just remember this song in the video package. But other than that, I'm not sure if they've done that at all in recent years. No. 
No, not that I can really recall. I mean, you know, hard to tell if they'll do that again this year, but, you know, I guess, and, I mean, like, there really shouldn't be any, or, like, or, like, much of any excuse because they're on their network. Yeah, exactly. They why, can do whatever they want. I don't, see yeah. why time, I don't see why time constraints should be a thing anymore. <laughs> no, it shouldn't be. Yeah, exactly. At this like, point, if they're trying to appeal to those still buying on pay-per-view i'm sorry they don't care about you anymore no they don't give a shit about you they want their subscription numbers yeah they don't care nope it's your fault that you are spilling out 70 bucks when you could pay 10 yeah i mean i can't imagine many people are doing that unless they have to unless they can't have the internet or whatever the excuse might be yeah unless they're in like a rural very very rural area yeah you Beyond know, that, that there's no excuse. You're but, just wasting yeah. your money. Especially the show sucks. I mean, you're you're definitely wasting your money. Exactly. But uh, yeah, no great WrestleMania. I just don't have any recollection of the themes at all. But with 22, I feel like it's the exact opposite. I, I've seen people say it's an underrated mania. I think it's a good show. I don't think it's a great show, but that's just merely my opinion. But the theme Here's song. Here's my thing about it. They say it's big time. Why are they in an arena that's smaller than my foot? <laughs> Easily the smallest arena they've had. Oh my god! And it's ever and, and nothing and nothing against the people of or, well, well, no, nothing against the people or the city of Chicago. But like, you know, they keep saying, "Oh, it's big time." It's like you know, again, and I and I know, I know, I just said that if you weren't in the time period, you didn't understand. You know, what people are saying like, "Well, why is it?" You know. You know why is this supposed to be a big show and they're in such a small venue? Like, yes, I get that, but uh, you know, I I don't know. There's just something about it, something about twenty two, like like awesome show. I don't know. There's just something about it that I just can't put my finger on. I don't know what it is. In a good way or a bad way? Uh, in a medium way. I'll mm. say that. Because I've just never really seen it regarded as one of the best manias, not of all time, but just even in the last 10, 15 years. But it's not a bad show, like, at all. It's a, it's no, a pretty no, good show. No, no, definitely not. I mean, you know? hell, Vince McMahon had his best match on that <laughs> show. <laughs> yep. And, um, I don't know, maybe it's because, like, maybe it's also because it was the first time that I saw the Rumble winner not main event the show, and I don't know why, that just still kind of bothers me to this day. The fact the yeah. match was eight minutes long kind of bothered me. I mean, it was a really yeah, good that's match. that's another thing, too. Like, like, I don't know if any of the guys have said that, like, oh, we were supposed to get, like, 20 minutes, and then they cut us down to, like, eight. It's just, like, you can't pack 20 minutes worth of stuff into eight minutes. It just doesn't work that way. Yeah, for a like, world you can get title away, match. Just like, really you can get away with it if they cut you by five minutes, but you can't do that if, like, you know, if they cut you by a significant amount. Yeah. No, just really odd. But I, the, the show is good, though. It is defined by the oh, theme song. Great show. Mm-hmm. I am not denying that at all. Yeah. Fantastic show. And, you know, again, I even thought the build to it was great. I loved uh, the Big Time song by Peter Gabriel. I thought that was used well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I Dare You by Shinedown. That was the first time I had ever heard Shinedown. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, another band I can thank WWE for for uh, introducing me to. Yeah, they've used a lot of songs by them over the years between show yeah. themes and pay-per-view themes and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, another, another big band for WWE. I dare you. Let me see. Save me sorrow by bullets and octane. I I have no recollection of really. That was of the... random. That was very random. <laughs> like they I were don't in remember the that. opening package. 
they didn't use them for anything else after that. And that's a way. Yeah, and, and and Baby Hates Me by, I think, Donko Jones. I think they had used a song by him for the Rumble a few years ago. Danko Jones, yep. I don't remember. I The name does not sound familiar beyond that. But no, big time, it speaks for itself. I think, I think, I think, I think he's a Canadian artist. Oh, is Correct he? me if I'm wrong. If there's any, if, if there, if there, if there are any Danko Jones fans that listen to the show that are probably like trying to crucify me right now for saying that he's Canadian when he's not. Oh, he is. Yeah, I, I just have... clicked on his bio. Yep, he is Canadian. He's from Toronto. Oh, okay, Toronto. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he plays here, or well, not here, but like he's on the radio here all the time. That would make sense so, then. Yeah. All right. But uh, yeah, no, I haven't heard that song at all. Big time is is the song for this WrestleMania. It was all He's about been big time. For that long? Good God, I thought he was just recent. Who, Donko Jones? Yeah, I, I thought so too. I saw his name here. I'm like, I could have sworn I heard him a few years ago. Like, I guess he's been around for at least 10, 15 years at this point, which is crazy. Yeah, okay, he's been around a lot longer than I thought. Yeah, that's crazy. But uh, I, I don't remember that song whatsoever. But yeah, Big Time by Peter Gabriel is a great song. I thought it was perfect for this WrestleMania. Very good. I loved it. Can't argue with that song. That's not all on about... Spotify. It's not really. Can, con- can confirm. Not there, and I'm mad about it. That sucks. So, I yeah, want to hear it. <laughs> putting together all the WrestleMania theme songs on uh, on uh, on Spotify, you can't include the WrestleMania 22 one. It's pretty unfortunate. It is very. It's so I think good. I, put I dare you on there. Yeah, it was like a substitute. Oh, I, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, Shine. Yeah, I can't go wrong with Shine Down. It's a great band, and uh, I don't. I may have used the song by them in another WrestleMania. We'll talk about that if once we get to it. Um, but you talk about big time. I thought WrestleMania 23 kind of encapsulated the, the big time motto more than 22 did, just I in terms of the crowd. Love 23. And I think the theme song just, I don't know. I think 23 is a very good show. The theme song was just every bit as good. I feel like it played such a huge part. Ladies and gentlemen, by the returning saliva here. Great song. Just an amazing like, song. I found perfect for it. I found that the build to twenty three it gave me that same feeling that twenty did. Yeah, like you don't want to miss this. Like, mm-hmm. and you know they were, and this was the first mania that they went back to the stadiums, and they've stayed in stadiums ever since. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and like I just remember. Whenever they went down the mascara, whenever they did like, oh, 21 days till, you know, 23 or like, you know, or like, you know, 16 days till 23 or whatever. Yeah. And it felt like it was a big damn deal. And I'm like, oh my God, like, I'm so excited for the show. And it was a very, very good show. Unfortunate that the Cheeto didn't get his head shaved and said it was Vince McMahon, but that's, <laughs> a, whole, that's a whole other story. Completely agree with that, but um, yeah, I know you think about the match card, them running down the card, the ladies and gentlemen, and just welcome to. I mean, listen to the fucking lyrics. Welcome to the show. What what speaks yeah. better of WrestleMania than that? I mean, it's just perfect, oh. just absolutely perfect. WrestleMania twenty three, like, very good show. I might, man, like I might put that as like second or third up there beside my way. Maybe. I honestly would agree with that. I would agree with that. Yeah. This has to be up there for the show itself and just the theme song. It it just screams WrestleMania. Just everything about it screams yeah. fucking big time. To so the lyrics, yeah, and, it's very yeah, well chosen. And, and I think like my most memorable thing about that song was well, just like not even that, but like the recap package that they used after that, like they or 
or like they used uh, the memory will never die by default, and I thought that was a fantastic introduction to it. And then they led into Ladies and Gentlemen. I was like, I think that might be my favorite recap package that they've ever done. Yeah, it's it's got to be up there. I mean, a lot of these songs uh, they use the songs make the video packages in a lot of cases, and just uh, it, it's it's great. I think this was around the time where they really really started to hit the nail on the head with a lot of their pay-per-view themes uh between like i mean some of the early 2000 ones were like i don't know a little too just not my taste but you talk about rock songs dude definition of fucking rock right here is ladies and gentlemen by saliva exactly and a lot of the songs they would use in 06 07 08 and a little bit no 9 and 20 time before they went into the pop shit um but now yeah. great song for a very good wrestlemania 24 holds a special place in my heart. I really, really like the show, and I think the theme song is a lot like Ladies and Gentlemen. I thought was perfect for it. Lighted up by Rev Theory. Very, very, really, well, well, very, very, really good. (laughs) Yeah, no, but I mean, it just, it just kind of gets you pumped up for the show. Light it up again. Look at the lyrics. Look at the the band they would use, obviously, for Orton's theme a few months after this. And and it's funny. I feel like this is a great mania lineup of themes for this show. Because you go from a really hard rock theme song that gets you amped up from Light It Up to Snow by Red Hot Chili Peppers. And it's such a chill song, but it was fucking perfect for this WrestleMania with like the lighter you know, the lighter side of the card and then the hard rock, like, let's get ready to fucking go. And then you have Leave the Memories Alone for the Ric Flair stuff by by Fuel. Uh, Dude, I think this gets me. For for overall WrestleMania themes, not saying Light It Up is the best WrestleMania theme, but in terms of just different stuff for different people, I think this this WrestleMania captures that with different different type of songs, and each one of them served a purpose and was perfect for the show. Yep, that was the first Mania. Here, let me see. I would have been I would have been a freshman in high school when the when the Mania was taking place, and I remember uh, I'm trying to think like. Um, I had gotten, I think like I had just gotten like my very first, um, or I don't know, wait a minute, was it that one or was it the year before? Anyways, somewhere in that time, time period, uh, I had gotten my very first, uh, MP3 player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, there's another fucking throwback kids, MP3 player. MP3 player. Yep. Oh man. A Walkman. Going back. Man, we are walking right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah and i just remember when i like when i put lighted up on there i listened to that so damn much because i don't know what it was about that song but it was and like i i hate the fact that i haven't like dived into rev theories uh stuff and like started to hear more by them because they're actually a really solid group. They really are, yeah. They, oh, it was I a big year for them in the company. Between this, the Orton theme, they used Hell Yeah by them for Extreme Rules. Mm-hmm. So, big year for them. But yeah, no, they're, they're a very good band. I would agree. They are. Awesome. Awesome band. Um, and, uh, yeah, like, there's only a small handful of songs I know by them. And I know that if I went and I looked up more songs for them that I would probably enjoy them. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's just one of those groups that I haven't really dived in to their catalog and like discovered more, more like more awesome stuff. Yeah. And I, and I know if I did that for a lot of bands, for a lot of bands that I listen to, I'm pretty sure I'd have to get a second phone 
because I don't think I'd have enough storage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's probably why I haven't yet. But uh, but yeah, twenty four. Awesome, uh, awesome, awesome mania. I love and also the first mania in uh, HD, which yes, made correct, yep, a huge difference. I found. Of course, when I watched it, I was still watching it in standard definition because I hadn't made the jump up to HD yet. I I didn't make the jump up to HD till like 2012. So <laughs> I've been ve- I've been very late on the game. Yeah, almost everything. Like I still haven't even made the jump to to what is a four four K now. I think me either. All yeah. the video games are taking my time for that. now, and I'm thinking like, man, pretty soon, like the system I have is going to be obsolete. Obsolete. Uh, not, yep. Yeah, it is, <laughs> I'll just have to upgrade. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, when yeah, you're forced to. Yeah. Great. I really don't have any major complaints about that show or how anything was used. Uh, it was awesome. I think up until Golden. that point, I think that might be, in my opinion, the you know you talk about Golden Age in the '80s and stuff like that, but I'm just talking about consistently great WrestleManias. I would go from 17 to 24. Really not a bad show. Obviously, some manias were better than others, but we didn't get any stinkers like we've had in recent years. And obviously, the internet no, wasn't yeah. around back then like it is today, or at least not as prominent as today, where people... Like, if 18 was a shit show, I don't think people would be pooping all over it. But, I mean, then again, like, there's a lot of early WrestleManias. I think also... I think... I think it had... It was either, like, the second most bought show or the most bought show, I think. And it was because of the Mayweather Big Show stuff. Oh, That's easy. Why. Yeah. Because Mayweather was, like, was... I mean, whether people like it or not, he was the Mike Tyson of that era mm-hmm. at that point. And that's why people were so invested in it. And that's why they used Mike Tyson in an era where, you know, you know, he was convicted of this, that, or the other. But you can't deny people were talking about him people wanted to see what he was up to and it was the same thing with Mayweather people wanted to see what he was up to and he was fighting Big Show at Wrestlemania and he made a sweet payday and so did WWE and I'm sure Big Show made an amazing payday (laughs) he's even said that apparently it's supposed to be him and Mayweather against Batista and and Mysterio but Mysterio was hurt and he said that Batista was hurt too, but he faced Umaga on that show. So yeah, no, Umaga, sure. I, I remember that. I heard, I heard him say that. Yeah. It's like he wasn't yeah, like hurt. Every time he says that, I'm like, "Are you sure that's the story?" <laughs> yeah, I don't think it was. But maybe it just because anyways. they were setting up the Rey Mysterio stuff and no way out. But maybe it's because he got hurt. Just because he wasn't a part of it, maybe they said, "Fuck it, let's just do one on one." I mean, I'm sure that's what it yeah, was. Probably because like, Batista Umaga was is. random as all hell. Yeah, yeah, exactly, which is totally fine. But, uh, but yeah, like, he's even said, like, okay, so I get to split a Mania payday two ways instead of four ways? Yeah, I'll take it. And I don't blame him. <laughs> Who does? <laughs> Holy shit. Can't blame Paul White for that one. I got to agree can't. with him there. Paul yeah. White is a smart, is a smart man. He's <laughs> he's... Not, he's like, his character might be stale and as bland as all hell, but you cannot deny that the man behind the character is not a dumb guy. Yep. Yeah, big show, big payday on that day on WrestleMania. But again, a lot like, I feel like with the theme songs, it's a great reflection of the theme songs for the show. Because this show had everything. It had everything that you would ever want from a great wrestling match, the Money in the Bank stuff, to a, just an all out brawl with Finley and GBL, the celebrity involvement with Snoop Dogg and Mayweather. Then you had just the, the, the larger than life matches with the world title match, main event, and the WWE title match. Then the emotional stuff with HBK, HBK and Ric Flair. I thought it was. Again, a little bit of everything. It kind of reminds me of this year's WrestleMania a little bit, just in terms of what I they think, have on the card. Oh, man, I think even the timekeeper was feeling stuff 
at the end of that match too, because if you go back and you watch that match after after the referee hits the three count, mm-hmm. after Charles hits, after he hits the three, the or the bell only rings once. If you listen back, oh really? Wow, one, I didn't realize it does, that. and that's the one thing I've always noticed. So I'm thinking that. So like the timekeeper was even like, oh my god, this is actually happening. Yeah, I mean, who could blame him? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, Mark Eaton, shout out, great guy. Mm-hmm. But uh, one of the icons. But yeah, no, no, I think, again, you go back. It's been 10 years since that match. It's hard to go back and watch that or the retirement speech from the next night with Ric Flair and not cry during Leave the Memories Alone. That's such a sad, like, song. It feels like one of the, you know how they play. God, and it's, and like, like, you know, you watch it back today and you see Ashley Flair, a.k.a. Charlotte. Yeah. With their there, brother, and too. And you see David Flair, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, my God, this hurts so much. Yep. Like, or Reed Flair, I think you mean. I think he was the one Reed, 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 oh, my God, I'm going to get lambasted for this one. Reed Flair, sorry. Um, <laughs> so many Flairs. Reed Flair, people don't, don't, just, simple mistake. <laughs> well, I mean, day off, leave me alone. I mean, his his career is dead after the stuff that he did in uh, WCW. So maybe I mean, you're not completely off there. It's a little little off, but just not too much. Yeah, exactly. With David Flair getting beat up by uh, the Undertaker on the road to WrestleMania 18. But um, yeah, no, no, just a very emotional stuff. Watching it back with the song again, perfect, 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 perfect in terms of uh, of theme songs and. 25, you know Vince loves his ACDC, and I thought this show, although I'm not a big fan of 25, like, at all, the ACDC theme songs were perfect. Shoot to Thrill. 25 was a one-match show. It really was. I mean, there, there's nothing and more I mean, to say really, about it than it that. Comes to it. That's like, it. people knew Undertaker, Shawn Michaels was going to be good, but they didn't think, 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 did, but they didn't think it was going to be as good as it really was, and yep. how impactful it was going to be. And just I leave mean, a like, legacy even, that's lasted a lifetime, yeah. I mean, like, even Triple H, he said that when he was sitting back there, he walked up to them and said, I just want to thank you guys because you put on, like, an amazing match, but I also want to say, fuck you, because we have to follow that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. And he's he's right. That match with Orton was not... I watched it back a few weeks ago. It just was not that good. I mean, it was okay, but it was not mean of it level worthy, like, at all. Not even close. Um, and that should have been the one exception. Even- even the ladder match that night was kind of a little bit clunky. It I really, think. it's not one of the better Money in the Bank ladder matches. It really is not. No, there's there's a lot better Money in the Bank ladder matches in Mania history than that one. I would put this one towards the bottom of the list. It was not yeah, that exactly. good, really, at all. Um, Edge, Cena, and Big Show, who fucking cares? Just give me, I don't care. Who gives a shit? Um, but I will say, though, I was watching back when I was watching back 25. The other theme song they used for the show, exclusively though for the Hardy Boys stuff, it's called "Crash" by Decipher Down. Uh-huh. Great song, awesome video package, great shit there, and that's another one of my favorite Mania video packages, if only for the song and the usage of it. Just good stuff all around. Yeah, like that's yeah, like that was that was like the hidden gem of that whole thing was between Matt and Jeff. Absolutely, and video package. Yep. and the match, even the match, wasn't that bad. No, I thought it was a really so good like, match. I thought hit, I think Hidden Gem is the right way to describe it. So, like, you know, it was, uh, you know, it was, um, uh, you know, again, still a one-match show, but if you're looking for something else to watch on that show besides Sean and Taker, Matt and Jeff is probably your best bet. Um, I'd agree. Mm-hmm. Triple Threat was 
Well, it was exactly that. <laughs> it was what uh, it was. Yep. It was. Yeah. was garbage. We've already talked about this. Yeah. Uh, ladder match wasn't wasn't all that fantastic. Uh, the thing between the legends and Jericho, I mean, was not Ricky good. Held up his end. Yeah. <laughs> Jericho. Yeah, he was the only saving grace of that match. Overall, it's not a good yeah. WrestleMania, but the, not a good WrestleMania. But the theme songs are great, though. You can't go wrong with ACDC, which would explain yeah. why uh, they brought it back. And the they also you. They used the live version of that, which I loved, because I prefer the live version over the studio version. Shoot the thrill? Why. I, yeah, I don't know why, but I think the live version is way better. Yeah, let's don't similar get me wrong, to yeah. Shoot the Thrill, classic. Great I've song, seen ACDC yeah. Live. They performed that, and it was incredible. Yeah. But their live version, but the live recorded version, they I think they released that in like 91 or 92, and Shoot the Thrill came out in the 80s. Oh, wow, okay. It did. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Oh, I didn't know the song was that man, old. I'm just pissing all kinds of fans off today if I get that wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I don't know why I prefer the live version over that one. And then they used, uh, I think they used War War Machine. War Machine, yeah. Norton, yeah, for Orton, again, really good. yeah, good song. I enjoyed that a lot. Mm-hmm. And we forgot, I Imagine forgot, it wasn't so. listed here in Wiki, but uh, So Hot, too, by Kid Rock. But we already talked about that earlier. Yeah, yeah. It's a good song. Good, good for what it was. Definition of what the divas were in fucking '09, where they're just eye candy, nothing more. Oh my god! If there is any song to sum up the eye, uh, to sum up the divas division in 2009, it's it's that song for better or for worse. They were just like, look, we have, we have, we have what society calls attractive women. Look, look at them walk. Look at them walk to the ring. Oh look, yep. they're gonna go through the ropes now. Like that's what it all it was. <laughs> Match was terrible, absolutely awful, and I was—I remember reading they were going to bring back the match for a future Mania, and I'm glad they never did, just because that first one was such a travesty, and won by Santina, I'm sure they didn't want that to be remembered by the masses, so can't say I was shocked when it wasn't brought back until this year, obviously under a new name. I, I laugh when they call, oh, the first ever women's battle royal at WrestleMania, it's like, yeah, you know? it's like, listen here. Or not stupid. You put this shit out. Yeah, it's like that's your own fault. You once produced this. Yeah, that's all on them. Um, You know, you talk about ACDC though. They brought back Thunderstruck from Mania 26. Very good song. Every time I think of it, I think of the show. They did. But uh, pretty good WrestleMania. I mean, I enjoyed this. This was my first live Mania. Um, I don't know if it was as good as 22, but I think I, I would put it in the same category where I thought the top match is really delivered and overall just a really solid show. Um, you had yeah, I Made like, It I by Kevin Rudolph. When, like, after the, ma- or, or the match, after the show was done, I just remember thinking, like, uh, like I was feeling a mixed bag. Like, I thought there were some decent points, and then I thought there were some points that absolutely sucked, which, again, the Divas, again... <laughs> <laughs> that match was terrible. Yep. That fucking random 10 Diva tag where Vicky was, like, she tried to pin Kelly Kelly, and then she rolled her up so damn far that her shoulders were off the mat. Match was so terrible, dude. I watched the back <laughs> the other day. It's so fucking like, bad. Like, it was just, like, it was like, okay, here's two minutes of them trying to make us believe that they're, you know, what they're putting on right now is a wrestling clinic. And then, oh, look, finisher, 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 finisher. Oh, someone got distracted. Finisher. Oh, where have we seen Awful. <laughs> it's so bad. Um, yeah, 26 was, uh, um, you know, looking back, back on it now, it really wasn't 
that bad of a show. And I think, honestly, it was because after 27 was over, I'm like, man, 26 really wasn't that bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, no, 26, it was... One thing I'm still puzzled by was the the tag title match was so short. Dude, that was a waste like, of time. Why would you have that kick like off the show? Minutes. Why would you have that open like, the show not punk and like, stereo? Just bizarre. Like, I was expecting like a decent, like a decent show here, but it was yeah, like fucking four minutes over within a blink of an eye. Yeah, and it was pointless too. Two two makeshift tag teams that just they wanted to get them on the card, but it's like it, this wasn't WrestleMania 27, 28, or twenty nine where you didn't have a, a, a multi man match. You had the fucking Money in the Bank that year. Well, John Morrison would have been perfect in that match. He would have been. It was just they really weird. To make him win. Yeah. <laughs> Just very odd. I would have put Miz in there, Big Show. We could have find something else for him to do. Just really weird, really weird. Just a total waste of a match. But overall, I thought it was a good show. And you have uh, again, if you talk about themes that I think really define WrestleMania, I made it perfect for a WrestleMania theme song. I, I thought it was real catchy, good song. Um, you have "Be Yourself" by Audio Slave. I think they used that for not Taker and Sean. I. They used it for one other. They used it for one match. I forgot what it was. Um, yeah. Just a good that song. That song, though. I believe, was like five years old at the time too when they used it. Oh, was it uh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like they used it for. Uh, I think they used it for a Davis search one year. I'm trying to. Oh, I, I probably yeah. I remember yeah, reading that somewhere. Might have been like '06 or something like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, like when I first heard it. Well, like you know, first off, like you know, everyone's heard of heard of. Uh, Audio slave for me. Yep. If you haven't, you know, oh, that's that's your life decision. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> exactly, but uh, but yeah, like when they used that song, I was like, I feel like that song's been out for a while now. It's like I've heard it a few years ago, and then when I went online and looked, it's like, holy shit, it came out in 2005. <laughs> yeah. I think it was. Like, yeah. So, um, uh, but yeah. Um, you know, again, uh, the main theme, I made it, uh, fit perfectly because that was what WWE, because WWE has always said, like, you know, when you when, when you make it to WrestleMania, you feel like you made it. I mean, you know, within respect, if you're not in the battle Royal and, you know, no disrespect to anyone who's going to be in the battle Royal this year or any years prior, just being on the WrestleMania card if you're on the pre-show, if you're on the main show, or anything like that, clearly it does mean a great deal to anyone who does make it on that card. Because, like, I can only imagine what it's like walking through the curtain and, you, and like, you go out there and you just see a sea of people mm-hmm. who, all, who travel from all walks of life and all countries from around the world. And it's like they came there... They might not have came there to see specifically you, but some also might have traveled yeah. there to, to, to see specifically you. I can imagine there's probably someone in Australia that's like, man, I can't wait to travel 15 hours to watch Fandango in the fucking Battle Royal. That's going to be <laughs> incredible. Yep. I mean, hey, to each their own. <laughs> you, know, mm-hmm. if that, you know, if that's your thing, I'm very much, a, I'm, I'm all about, or, or no, I'm very much pro-choice. Debate that all you want, but if that's what you want to do, if that's who you're excited to see, then that's your thing. But you know, again, like I can only imagine what it would actually feel like to just walk out and just and like you know, 
even just walking out like during the day when no one else is around and like you just look down and it's like oh my god in like eight hours this entire place is going to be filled like it must be a surreal feeling yeah then that's why that song I think is perfect just because as you had said you made it you made it to the show of shows just to know that you're on the card at all if just even if you're Mike Kanellis entering the honor of the John Memorial Battle Royal it's still a pretty big exactly. moment exactly you know? hell in his mind he's been fighting addiction for the last several years exactly yep and he and hey if his vindication is I'm on Wrestlemania I'm in the Battle Royal I'm on the big stage good for him mm-hmm. honestly Good for him, and I and I'm and you know I'm happy for him. I'm happy for anyone that's able to walk out on that stage, because it's an amazing feeling. Like you know, what and like you know, obviously I wouldn't know, but you know, again, you work your ass off all year round, or you work your ass off for five years, ten years, twenty years, whatever it is, and just like you can say, I competed at WrestleMania. And that's it. Yeah, just put that on like, your resume. Yeah, I competed at WrestleMania. It. That's exactly. it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I'd do it. I'd, <laughs> I would do the same I exact mean, thing, yeah. I mean, hell, I'd make business cards just so I could put that line on there. I wrestled the WrestleMania. I made it. That's all that matters. Exactly. And I think that WrestleMania kind of uh, defined that, kind of uh, summed it up in, in so many words pretty perfectly with that theme song and the other songs they used. Um, WrestleMania 27. Uh, this The show itself, not much more can be said about it other than it was fucking terrible for the most part, yeah. but... I will say this, uh, for a show that I did not like at all, it had an awesome theme song. I really liked Written in the Stars by Tiny Tempo with Eric Turner. I liked that song Oh, oh that song. That song was incredible. And just, like, any time I see those, like, back shots of, like, the guys walking out onto that stage at 27, because uh, 27 had, had a very unique-looking setup. It did, or, yeah. Very, know, very it was wide like or whatever. Dome. Yeah, like it was a very like wide looking stage, and it was very dome looking too. Yep. And there, and like you know, there was that, there was that like little bit of like an uphill ramp to get up onto the stage, and then you walk down the ramp to get to the ring, obviously. Mm-hmm. But just like anytime I see just like like slow mo shots of like whether it was Rock walking up there or Cena or whoever else they've ever shown on there, I always think back, written in the stars. And, you know, it's written in the stars that I'm going to be at WrestleMania. Exactly. It's written in the stars, I'm, I'm going to do this. Like, again, it was a per- perfect choice. One thing I will say about 27 that I'm still pissed about that I've only ever seen once in my entire damn life that I want to see again, Triple H's entrance, For Whom the Bell Tolls, without any stupid music, any stupid thing that they came up with dubbed over. I don't want to see that. I want to see the real thing. Was that on the network? They didn't. They they took that part out. They took that part I out. I think it's off. I think I think they don't have it on the network. If really? they do, I'm going to be watching it when we're done. Yeah. Because I haven't seen it in ages. I know for damn sure it's not on the DVD. I know for a fact it isn't on there. Yeah, that sucks. I'd have to check it out. I don't remember. I watched it the other day, but I don't remember. I know it was a cool entrance, but I forgot if they played the song or not. Actually, you oh, know I what? It was incredibly badass. Oh my God! Now that you mention that, that reminds me. I was gonna ask you because we're talking about twenty seven and, and written in the stars, great song. We might as well move on to twenty eight while we're at it. Oh no, no, it was this. It was this WrestleMania. So with WrestleMania twenty seven, it was with Taker. Obviously, in the build up to Mania, he had come out oh, to. That's another song they dubbed over too. I forgot to mention that. I was gonna say, like, I know you would know because they, they dubbed over the 
Johnny Cash song. They did. Ain't No Grave. Like, I'm listening to it. I'm uh, waiting for him to come out to the Ain't No Grave, which he did. He came out to Ain't No Grave at WrestleMania, or at least the intro or did, whatever. Yeah. He definitely did. I remember that much. And no, it's not on there. It's his usual theme song. And I was I was shocked. Nope. I was like, I, maybe I'm... That's another remember thing, this too. Song? And to be honest with you, I wish he would have kept that. I wish they would have licensed it so he, he could keep that. Yeah, I thought it was a, gr- it's a great because song. Johnny Cash and The Undertaker are very similar people. Yeah. Extremely similar. Mm-hmm. So I wish they... Oh, I wish they would have kept that. Very surprised they didn't... Uh, they, just, they just cut it out. It was such a big part of the build-up, too. It was in the... Video packages, they used it on Raw. I don't know if it's still on oh, Raw. I'd have to go back and watch it. The video package for Taker and Triple H. It was very where good. They used, it was just an acoustic song. Oh, yeah? I, That's what it was? Um, oh, God, what's it called? Uh, I think it's called In Time. Something like that? I forget, I forget the guy who plays the song, or who sings it, I should say. Uh... I think it was a song on, I mean, I want to say it was on, oh my God, it it was on a soundtrack for a movie that came out in the early 2000s, and I'm trying to think of it, and for the life of me, I can't. Yeah, no, it doesn't say here what it yeah. was, or maybe, I'm sure if you look up the video package online, I'm sure it'd be in the comments or something. Oh yeah, for sure, it's on there somewhere, and I think. I think that that build or that package is on Mania. If you watch it, if you watch it on the network, and that song is still there, so they didn't take it out. That's good. So that's good. Yeah, yeah. So that's um, yeah. I think that's like the only part of like twenty seven. If you watch it back on the network, that I don't completely hate because it was <laughs> because uh, you know. You know, it was like the one classic thing that they didn't change. Yeah, that's yeah. Everything else that was shit. You wish they would have changed like the main event or something, but unfortunately not. Um, <laughs> but you talk about great theme songs during video packages. You talk about that. I think even just as good, if not better, WrestleMania 28: The Memory Remains from Metallica. When was the uh, last time the fucking Hell in a Cell got a theme song when it was descending from the top of the, and the they arena? They didn't change it. Didn't it, change it. it, it no, it's on there. It is on there. I was very there. happy when I'm I was watching so it. I'm so happy they didn't change it. Very happy they kept that in there for the video package for Mania itself. It's awesome. Great song. Great song. And I thought it a lot like... And it, fe- and it was... I mean, yeah, like you can debate like, oh, end of an era, this means it's going to be their last one. And to be fair, to be honest... I still think at this very day that should have been Taker's last match. Absolutely. I really, really, I really, really feel like it should have been. I completely agree, yeah. Uh, this would have been perfect uh, to end his career with, but nope, they had to bring no, him back for another no, five more no, bad matches. No one tells Mark Calloway what to do. And, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to, so. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, um, uh, yeah, when I think of 28 now, I think of The Memory Remains, I think of, the package leading up to it, I think of the Hell in a Cell getting its own entrance, which I thought was unbelievably badass. Very badass. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> I remember, I remember when they announced that it was going to be Triple H and Taker inside Hell in a Cell. My very first reaction was like, "That's a stadium doesn't have a roof." Yeah, they're fucked. How is that even possible? Like, I didn't have any doubts that they would figure out how because, well, it's WWE. They always figure out that shit. Yeah. So. <laughs> but yeah, 28, uh, really, 
like, pro, like, I guess of the PG era, like, if you want to say from like 2008 or 9 on, mm-hmm. probably the best one. I would agree. Like, of that, or like up until that point, for sure. Yeah. Like had a big had, fight feel, and it was. I thought the main matches really delivered. The undercard wasn't outstanding, but just, uh, I don't know. But, just had and, a big time know, feel, great atmosphere. It was, the, it was, and also, it was the unofficial beginning of the Yes Movement. That was that was when Daniel Bryan was. really really took off because mm-hmm. it, it was so blatant what they were trying to do to him, and everyone's like, "No, you're not going to do this. Like this isn't going to happen." And then the next month they had a phenomenal two out of three falls match. That should have that that that, that should have been what we got at Mania, but mm-hmm. you know I'm happy we did eventually get it. So I'm not too upset about it. But uh, uh, but yeah, you know, 28, and you know, and like you know, if you think back, like. Uh, you know, 28, it was almost like a little bit of a changing of the guard a little bit too, because you, because, uh, you know, the whole thing with Brian happened and, you know, the end of an era where Triple H and Taker were never going to face each other again. And they haven't. And I'll, and I'll give them props and it doesn't look like they ever will again. Yeah. And I'm happy or interact really at all either. Yeah, really. Cause like, yeah. Cause like we or like besides Sean and Hunter, we haven't seen Taker interact with either of them. Yeah, last, which is great. Like, ever since then, which mm-hmm. is good to see them keep up with that. Yep. And, you know, uh, Punk and Jericho was really good. Um, yeah, I don't really have much else to say about it. I mean, we covered the theme for it. Good feeling, which... And, uh... Well, they, oh, they also no, had wait, Wild uh, Ones, too, which was... I I didn't like it at the time. It grew, it grew on me, though. I like the song now, Wild Ones by Flo Rida. I can only hear it every once in a while. I can't hear it on, like, a loop. Mm-hmm. Um... That's Flo Rida for it. It's pretty much any, every Flo Rida song ever. was a really good theme. Uh... I thought that the whole thing with the performances with, uh... MGK and Flo Rida and whatnot for... for Rock and Cena, it did make it seem like it was a much bigger deal, and I'm happy that they did that. Yep. And like they, like they did a good job of making Rock and Cena feel like it was a big, it was a big deal. Definitely, it was, it was built up for over a year. It was the first time that they had ever done that. Mm-hmm. And I and like you know, people can say what they want about the matches because you know, oh, Rock and Cena are taking two, taking up two mania main events and whatnot. Like their 28 match was. Wasn't that bad? I liked it. I thought it was good. I thought honestly better than twenty nine. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say. Story. You know, dude, it's it's really crazy when you watch back the twenty eight match. Is it? You know, again, I feel like the show had everything for everyone from the spectacle with the Hell in the Cell match. You have the once in a lifetime main event, the the match that everyone wants to see. You have the wrestling match with Punk and Jericho, the moment with yeah, Sheamus and Brian, like, which wasn't what it should have been. That, but that mania really had something for everyone. It did. I, that, that's what I thought anyway. And it just really, when you watch Punk and Cena again, not a wrestling match by any means. It's 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 a great match in terms of big moves, which Cena can excel at sometimes. Where he can have a very good wrestling match, but he can also have the type of matches where it was like Hogan and Warrior to me, where they were hitting their that's finishers exactly back and what forth. It was. You know, yeah, this Pretty generation much. and one of the most anticipated matches in recent Mania history. And then as soon as the bell rings, there's a huge pop. Like, the crowd pops oh, huge. Oh, there is, because everyone's ready, because this is what people this is what people were looking forward to for the last year. This is why people were planning their trips to Orlando. Yeah. Or, no, or, or, no, not, or uh, Miami, sorry. Miami, yep, yep, yep. 
this is why people were, you know, like, once the match was announced, they're like, okay, we got to start planning our trips for Miami because I want to see Rock Rock versus Cena, you know, at they're like, you know, a year later after all of this build, and anything could have gone wrong. Anything could have gone wrong during that whole year. Rock could have been hurt somehow. Cena could have been hurt somehow. And to their to WWE's credit, they made it work. Yeah. And it's very smart that they didn't make Cena work a whole lot after his feud with Kane. So, or just so that way they didn't risk him being hurt at all, which was very, very smart on their part. And, uh, yeah, like 28 delivered, I thought. Definitely delivered. I thought it was a, a nice show with a good feel, feel good ending with Rock winning, which I didn't honestly expect was going to happen. Um, just nope. I'll say that. My prediction was wrong. I thought Cena was going to get it. I thought Cena would win. He would win clean, and then they would shake each other's hand and just hug and, and hug it out, and that would yeah, be Yeah, do all that embrace crap there. And do all that again. embrace fucking make out at the top of the stage, which we would see a year later anyway, unfortunately. But <laughs> at least they delayed it a, a year. I honestly thought we would see it at 27, but they delayed it at least two years, which, we, we, you know, whatever. It was inevitable, but at least it didn't happen on, on 28. Um, but you talk about yeah. 29 again. This is when we get into the territory with the manias that like we've been friends for, which is crazy now that it's been almost like well over five yeah, years, exactly. but dating back to WrestleMania 29 that we were tweeting about together five years ago, and how just oh, it's nuts to think about. Yeah, and and how abysmal of an event it was then, and how abysmal of, of an event it is now. It's, it has not changed at all in my mind, and me thinking that it's it was a four hour episode of Raw. Um, just mm-hmm. Punk and Taker, I watched the back the other day, was the soul-saving grace of the show. Nothing else honestly appealed to me, uh, except for maybe the Shield opener against Orton, Sheamus, and Big 29. Show. 29. Now, if you think about it, 29 was like, oh my God, it was, <laughs> it was like the base reason why Punk isn't here anymore. It really is. It's Punk won, it. which he should have since the streak was broken a year later anyway. Why the fuck not? Why just, why not just give him the win? Like why did why would it matter? I think he would he definitely still be here. Honestly, I think yeah. if they had him win and they had him, you know, build off of that back into the title picture, he would definitely still be here. Yeah, and just like you know, and uh, twenty nine. I think that was what. Um, oh God, what's his name? Uh, Del Rio and Swagger. That- no, 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 the, uh, the, uh, theme for that one. Oh, so the uh, theme for that show, yeah, it was Coming Home by Diddy, which made coming sense. Coming Home, that's what it was. You know, yeah. I, you know, I like the song, I think it's a good song, and it was also good because they were in the New York, New Jersey area, it's where they call home. Yeah, which is, yeah, which is where WWE made the biggest name for themselves. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah. It was an older song, it wasn't new by any means, but I thought it was perfect for the, for the story they were telling here, and they were also, you know, it was right after Hurricane Sandy, New Jersey, and it yeah, was a feel-good... exactly, yeah. You know, it was a feel-good WrestleMania, um, except for the fact that it sucked. But, you know, what they were going for there, <laughs> I understand what they, what they were trying to do. So I thought it was a good theme. Um, but better than that, yeah. though, were the two were the two themes they used below that. Uh, one with Letters from the Sky from Civil Twilight, which they used for the Rock and Cena video package. a very underrated song that they've used, and they've used correctly twice, both with Cena. Yes, Cena and Orton. Many people forget about that. Yep, both video packages are among my favorites, especially that Cena's been involved in. But I love both of them, especially the Cena Rock one, probably one of my favorite WrestleMania video packages. 
which I know I, for a match that's so bad, it might sound appalling, but the video package itself, I thought was great. Um, yeah, exactly. And then you have Bones by Young Guns, and they use Young Guns, a song by them, for Clash of Champions a few years ago. Um, mm-hmm. But Bones, I thought was great. Great, great song. Really, really enjoyed it. Really, it reminds me of, it, it, it feels like a 2013 song for the company, where it's a great song, but the product was not good that year at all. Um, <laughs> no, it wasn't. No. So, Bones, I, I closely associate with that time period in WWE. Exactly. And, uh, uh, but yeah, no, like, not much can be said about 29 again that hasn't already been said. Um, uh, if you were to compare 29 and 27, I'd probably say 29 was better. But, uh, uh I, I, that's would, just I, me. Would, I would agree, yeah. I think twenty nine. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't. A, it wasn't good. But it was also just a show that wasn't terrible because I didn't have high hopes anyway. I just remember thinking going into the show. This show has no appeal for me whatsoever. Del Rio and Swagger. Who gives a shit? Cena and Rock two. Who gives a shit? It was like rematch of Mania on that show for matches we had already seen a million times. I just, I just could not care less, and just exactly. ended up being. And then the whole thing where like. Where like you know if Triple H lost, he would have to retire, and it's like so he's coming out of retirement. For a retirement match, and then even though he's going to go right back into retirement, exactly. After the match. It was so dumb. <laughs> it was so dumb. They already had the SummerSlam match, which was better anyway. This uh, it's just not good. It's not good. Um, nope. th- yeah, that WrestleMania is not uh, very well remembered whatsoever. At least the theme songs were good, though. I will, I will give it that. Um, oh, for sure. Yep. But moving on, uh, WrestleMania 30. We already kind of talked about it, but celebrate by Kid Rock. Perfect for that WrestleMania. Absolutely oh, perfect. Great. Amazing. For, for New Orleans and for the 30th installment in WrestleMania history, perfect. Perfect song. And um, looking at the theme songs now in Wiki, I think you might have mixed it up because it does say In Time Here by Mark Colloey, Mark Colley or whatever. Um, Mark is, Colley, that's his name. For one of the theme songs. So that might have been not for the build for uh, Taker and... Taker and Lesnar. Yeah. Must have been for I Taker think, and Lesnar, yeah. Think, I, think, I think they've used that song twice. So that, oh, have so that would have been the second time. Yeah. Okay, that would make sense. Then. Yeah, I remember the video package for that match being good, even though the match I thought sucked, but the video package was good, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also had Legacy in there by Eminem, which that was perfect for the Cena Y video package. A lot of good video packages oh, on this show. A lot it, of good ones. <laughs> I'm telling you, it was like... It was, and, oh, and also, and also, who could forget... Monster, Imagine of course. Dragon's Monster. Yeah, of course. Brian. Mm-hmm. Which wasn't like but one of the official I, I themes, think, but still, yeah. No, no, it wasn't. But in my opinion, I think that's the best video package since Rock and Austin. Agreed, agreed. I think honestly, honestly, to this day, I don't think anything else has matched it. Like they're like from from this era, from this generation, nothing. No, I don't yeah, think, not 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 a thing has topped it. And I still I see people talking about they, it. Yeah, I just remember they played that. I don't know if they played that right before Brian and Triple H at Mania. I, I think I, they might have. I think what they did, because they didn't play it in the build-up to the show. I remember watching the kickoff show, and they played it. Yes, to they hype played it, it on the kickoff show. I and believe. I just remember being blown no, 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 no. away. Wait, wait, wait. I, think, I think it went, they oh. did the whole thing with Hogan, Rock, and Austin at the start, which was amazing. Yeah. Silverdome, brother. I think like, all that <laughs> stuff was that was hilarious. It was. It was great. Um, but uh, 
But yeah, I think right after that, I think I think they played it right after that, and I just remember I watched it and I was like, my God, if Brian doesn't win tonight, this ent- this whole this entire fan base is going to cave in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This entire fan base is going to be absolutely ridiculous. Well, actually, they oh. had, they had played it three times because they did play it before the match, but I remember also they played it on the kickoff show because they do that. You know, how they play oh, the video yeah, package, sure. and sometimes oh, they'll play it. Like, on, on like the SmackDown before, but they didn't do it that year because they had waited until WrestleMania. So maybe they were just waiting for I don't know until the very last minute or whatever. But yeah, no, just out, just outstanding. Possibly, yeah. And then they also played it on the Raw after WrestleMania, right before the show started. Oh yes, that was the intro right in there, and then they changed it up to where Brian won. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. they threw in the images of him winning, winning at Mania, mm-hmm. and then he came out, and then he gave a speech, and I'm just like. This man is the most incredible human being on the planet. <laughs> like, and this man is a god. His retirement speech, well, his you know, quote unquote retirement speech, and said, "Yeah, I cut off my hair and I donated it to such and such charity." I'm like, "Of course you donated your hair, Brian. You incredible person." <laughs> yeah. <Damn it. laughs> oh man, just amazing. Yeah, that whole the whole show's a lot of fun. It's really fun to watch back. Just not. Not the best top-to-bottom card of, in WrestleMania history, but in terms of being a fucking spectacle, which is what WrestleMania should be, is what this was, and created so many moments, for better or for worse, um, that it's got to be up there as one of the best Street WrestleManias ending. of all time. I remember I threw my hands up and I couldn't form a sentence. Yeah, I know, Sam. I, I, I don't think anyone could, yeah. It was unbelievable. I was trying to figure out what to say. I just remember <laughs> I tweeted out, I said, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. And that was it. Like, I, think, I can't I think, remember what I said after that. I think I tweeted dot, 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 and just put that out because I had nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> like, the unimaginable just happened. Yep. How do you even react to something like that? That you is don't. crazy. That's the thing. But, uh, yeah, no, great WrestleMania. Just no real complaints about that. And uh, the theme songs, I think, summed it up perfectly. Se- nope. Especially celebrating. Yeah, exactly. Very- the, themes, the themes, like, I don't think, I don't think they could have made it. Made, they could have made a better choice and I'm, I'm very very happy when they brought it back for for Wrestlemania this year too because it's it's perfect for the New Orleans area the Wrestlemania you know the, mm-hmm. the, just the feel that it has and I don't think you you could not have gone into Wrestlemania 34 without thinking of Wrestlemania 30 with how fresh it still is in many people's minds exactly. so I'm, I'm glad they're using it again uh 31 though I mean with 30 it's hard to follow up such a great Wrestlemania like that but 31 did a Damn good job of it. They did a very, very convincing job. Very awesome show. I fucking loved this WrestleMania. And the theme song was awesome, too. My hopes for Mania were slightly dim. Yeah, the build wasn't that good either, to be honest. No, it wasn't. But then Lesnar announced that he resigned. And I was like, oh. That was the turning point for many people, yep. Yeah, and just like, okay. Now Now my prediction for the title match just got fucking thrown out the window because now I'm really curious as to what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just, the anticipation was at an all-time high going in at that point after the announcement on like the Tuesday before the show. And then yep. it turned into just an, just an outstanding event. Top to bottom, I would say this was uh, just, an, uh, just an incredible show. That was, that was probably the most over Lesnar has ever been when he re-signed. Easily. Easily. I mean, I think 2015 yep. was like the best year he's had in the company to be quite honest. Because, uh, well, because everyone thought, oh, well, he's going to leave and go back to USC, and then he announced that he's resigning, and everyone was so afraid because, like, because that was also the year where everyone 
I mean, like, you know, like the earlier, I think, rumblings of like, okay, Roman's going to be the guy that they want to push next. And then, um, and, you know, 31 is coming up and then, you know, he wins the rumble and arguably what, what is the worst Royal Rumble in history. Uh, I don't think anyone's going to debate me on that one. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, uh, and, you know, the match has been set. Roman and Brock at Mania, and then everyone's thinking, okay, Lesnar's leaving. And, you know, it, like, you know, like, people just didn't like it because, number one, it was predictable. Number two, they're forcefully pushing Roman. And that's, and still, like, the thing to this day with me and Roman is that I think people genuinely want to cheer for him. It's just the way he's booked just makes us don't want to. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yep. That, and I think that's been the issue now for years and I think that will always continue to be the issue until something changes but will it who knows um but yeah and then the announcement happens of Lesnar resigning and then people just <laughs> people started gravitating towards Lesnar because they're like yes there's a chance that Roman won't win now <laughs> yep <laughs> yep <laughs> we're gonna hold on to this chance mm-hmm. and then the, the 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 thing that happens is that Lesnar didn't retain and Roman didn't win. Seth came in and did the best cash-in ever of all time. Yep. In my opinion to this day, still. And it was a classic Mania moment that still hasn't been forgotten. It's up there with me. Top five for sure. It's got to be one of the best WrestleMania endings the company's ever had. Exactly. And, And I think that's why 31 was held to such a high regard was that, you know, people... People were wondering if they were actually going to do it like are they actually going to have Seth cash in like is he going to cash in like before is he going to cash in after I don't think anyone thought he was going to cash in during no definitely not definitely not I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see anyone I didn't predicting. think he was going to cash in during and I just remember like <laughs> like when he was running out there and he cashed in during I'm like this is fucking brilliant. Yeah. Oh my God, this is amazing. And I just remember JBL in commentary was screaming, this is brilliant. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, it is. It's the highest of the century, Maggle. <laughs> oh, and, oh, and Seth, Seth with the, er, and Seth with the heist, with the heist of the century. Yep. Like, there's a classic line right there for you. Yeah, the call of that entire thing was just amazing. I'm not a big JBL fan. I'm sure many other people aren't as well, but that was just outstanding. Um, you can't beat Rise. You can't beat Rise. That Rise no, by David Goretta. Go- uh, How do you pronounce the name? Uh, yeah, David Getta. I think that's his Getta, name. Getta, yeah. With Skylar Gray. Great theme. I thought this was a great uh, theme. Um, fantastic theme. Money in the Power by Kid Ink. I know we've talked about it before. I was just not a fan. Not a bad song, but that was more for like the newer generation, I thought. And the, and the Rise... That's, yeah, exactly. You know, Rise kind of felt like a... It, I wasn't a big fan when I first heard it, but it really grew on me very quickly. Uh, oh, it, same here. Like... It kind of felt like a technical theme, like, like a when, techno song. Like, whenever they do those aerial shots of Mania, and mm. they have the theme in the background, that is when I really start to judge, okay, does this fit? Yeah. And when they yep. did the aerial shots and they had Rise in the background, I'm thinking... This fits. Yeah, this makes all right. sense. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, good. Whenever they do that, that's when I give my final verdict. It's like yes, this works. It felt and like the future. Yeah, especially with, with and, the, you know what they were going for and whatnot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And you know, it was 
it was another one of those changing of the guard moments because, you know, the network was available on so many different platforms at that time. Like, you know, I'm like, you know, now it's available on pretty much anything, but you know, like, uh, um, I forget what the tagline was for that, for that show. But I do remember like, you know, them talking about how like, you know, it's going to be on the network or you're, you're able to watch it, you know, on your TV through your, through your streaming device of your choice, you can watch on your phone, your tablet, your laptop, or anything like that. And, and you know, they tried to make it as the most interactive WrestleMania ever, and they pretty much accomplished that. I, I mean, thought. hence the play button. Yeah, exactly. So, I thought, yeah, in that respect. I don't know, it was very different from most WrestleManias in terms of the feel that it had. It felt like the future at that point. Not only with how they were approaching it and, and branding it and advertising it, but also just the event itself. I don't think we've had a mania since where, and this is 2015, we have not had a mania since where every match had at least one former NXT star in it, except for exactly. um, yep. Triple H and Sting. And even that was, uh, yep, you know, that a match was the only one. But, I mean, all the manias in recent years haven't exactly had that. We don't have this, we don't have that this year. We have, you know, uh, Triple H and. Stephanie versus Kurt and Ronda. That one doesn't have it. Neither does oh, Cena yeah, and Ronda, Taker. The NXT upstart. Yeah, yeah exactly, good. exactly. So I mean, <laughs> most most matches do yeah. have former NXT stars in them now, but not every like this one did, except for except for one. And the one match that didn't is like the mastermind behind NXT. So it was almost exactly. like it almost worked. And now we're getting to that point where like one on one matches are starting to consist of people who were from NXT. Pretty much, um, yeah. I mean, like you know, I can't, I can't, I can't think of multiple off the top of my head, but you know, I know like one of the main event championship, or no, both of the main event championship matches this year both have someone from NXT in it, and Roman Reigns and Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and uh, and uh, I mean, I can't, I can't really think of anything else. Off the top of my head, uh, 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 Balor and Rollins and Miz, two of those guys are from NXT right there. Yep. The U.S. title uh, match, uh, Rusev, Rusev is in there. Yep. The tag team title match, you have the Bludgeon Brothers in there, New Day and the, you yep. know, Xavier Woods and a few others, and uh, women's matches obviously do. Um, so, yeah. Austin yeah. and Charlotte, both from NXT. Yeah, both former NXT women's champions. Both of them, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's uh, you know, it's getting to that point where, you know, like the future is now and the future is definitely now. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, we're beginning to see that. WrestleMania 32, my friend, I think uh set the record for most WrestleMania theme songs, yet one of the more disappointing WrestleManias in recent years. Oh my god. There were so many. <laughs> so r- real quick with the theme songs, it might take an hour to list off, but we had Oh No by Goodbye June, do not remember that. Uh, sympathy. No, I've never heard of that one. Sympathy for the uh, for the devil by Motorhead. I don't really remember it. I do remember Hail to the King by Avenged Sevenfold. That was a yeah, great that song. Was, that was really really well done. That was awesome for Taker and uh, Shane. And then you had Hello Friday by Flo Rida. Do not remember that. Um, <laughs> but you had um, My House. Is really the uh, I thought that made sense with the My 18th House is Stadium. The only one that I really know. Yeah, I, I, that was the only one I really knew. 
And I thought I liked it too. I mean, I'm not. I wasn't a big Flow Rider fan. I did at some point become one, but I thought it was a good song, and it made sense for the AT&T Stadium trying to pack in a hundred thousand people, which they did or did not do. It depends on who you talk to. Um, exactly. No, but I thought it was. Your Meltzer or not? Yeah, exactly. It was a good song. It was, it was a good song for uh, WrestleMania that is better off forgotten. I would say. Oh, for sure. Like there was, like. And this is the shameful part, is, like, there's no real takeaway from that show, because, like, at least with every, like, quote-unquote, like, bad mania or negative mania or whatever, there's always that one takeaway where you can be like, yeah, that one was it. And with 32, I mean, the women's match, and, you know, no disrespect to Charlotte, Sasha, or Becky, I mean, yeah, it was really good, but I don't really hold it to as high of a regard as I would you know, like a Taker Triple H from 27 or, you know, a Punk Taker from 29, you know, like I wouldn't, um, but yeah. And like, other than that, 32 really didn't, really didn't have all that much. It wasn't really a, I mean, historical show. Yes. From a standpoint, because like, I think whether, whether if the number is worked or not, it probably is worked. But it does. But it did beat the ninety three thousand record mm-hmm. from WrestleMania three. So like that is official. Like it has broken that. Um, but yeah, like other than that, the themes didn't really help us. I mean, my house is decent, but didn't really. I mean, didn't really change my opinion on the show. <laughs> uh, Definitely not. No, like the fact that. Like, I hate the fact that the Dudley Boys are put on the pre-show. I hated that. I was looking forward to Usos and Dudley Boys, to be honest. Ryback and Kalisto performed in front of what, like 100 people? I think that's being generous. Because I guess there was a problem with the tickets that night. Like, people couldn't get in, or, like, there was a problem with the scanners or whatever. That's what I was told, yeah. It's like, look, like, I mean, (laughs) you know, I'm just coming... And, you know, I have never been a ticket usher. I've never taken anyone's tickets at all in my life. Uh, but, you know, I would think after a, cer- after a certain extent, and, like, yes, I know people can, can like, make up tickets and, like, you know, they can fake them or they can print out their own or whatever. Yes, I understand that. But if you've got over 90,000 people that are all trying to get in and they're chanting, let us in, like, like just look at the ticket and if it looks fake don't let them in if it looks legit if it looks if it looks like the other ones that you scan them in properly just let them in yeah at that point after waiting all day in most cases too especially in texas where i'm sure it's like oh god beyond uh, swarming heat so yeah i'm sure that wasn't fun so glad i didn't go to that wrestlemania um, despite the fact that more people than ever before and more theme songs than ever before, it was a show that was not well-remembered whatsoever. Um, nope. but, uh, WrestleMania 33, our final one here is definitely uh, a nice upgrade. Definitely a nice upgrade. It is very nice. Uh, stack card. I mean, obviously I'm biased cause I was there, but I do like the theme songs. I did like green light by Flo Rida and like a champion. I, they added that pretty late in the build of mania, but I thought it was great. I thought it was really, really good. Flame by Tanache could not give two shits about it. I think they used that for like the Cena Nikki match. Who, who the fuck cares? But uh, yep. they did have <laughs> I Am Savage by Metallica for the Rollins H uh, build, that, that video yep, package. That was good. Great stuff. Really, 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 really enjoyed that one. Really good. Yeah, I think the, the theme songs to the show were uh, pretty good. I think Greenlight was 
pretty perfect for the for the roller coaster theme they were going for with the show. The ultimate thrill exactly. ride tagline. That it was good. No, I enjoyed this mania a lot. Me too. Um, I mean, I don't know if I if I would put it up there with like a twenty or 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 seventeen. I definitely wouldn't probably. But no, uh, no. Um, I mean, it did feature the return of the Hardy Boys, which was amazing. Because mm-hmm. people were having doubts because they had performed with the Young Bucks. I think either the night before, or two nights before, or whatever it was. Yeah, I think it was the night before. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, people didn't know like, are they, are they going to show up? Are they, are they going home? Well, you know, what's the deal here? And I thought they were hidden very well. I thought that the surprise was kept very well because you, I mean, when New Day came out and were all like. Yeah, this match is now a fatal four-way tag tag match. Like, there was still that doubt that, like, okay, are they really here though? Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And 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 there was always the idea that, like, oh, is New Day gonna add themselves in? And I would have been so mad if they did that. <laughs> I was I was expecting that to be honest with you. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, we're the host, so we're just gonna add ourselves in. It's like, no, they didn't. They were there to. They were there to do their job. They were announced as the hosts, and that's what they did. And I'm happy that they did just that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, this was a... Uh, um, I remember walking away from the show thinking, you know what? That wasn't too bad. It was decent. Better than 32, it. and that's all that matters. Exactly. <laughs> topped it. Definitely topped it. And the concert, you know what? Probably the only wrestling concert I've ever enjoyed, maybe because I was there, but I, I liked it. I thought it was well done, then overstay yeah, its welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't too bad. I thought it was good, especially since, um, you know, probably not necessary on a fucking five-and-a-half-hour show, not including the kickoff, but whatever, you know. I thought it was still enjoyable. Um, Definitely summed up the WrestleMania feel to a T, I thought, and that was pretty good. And real quick, as we... uh. Sign off here. We already talked about Celebrate, but you also had the uh, New Orleans song that we talked about earlier, also by Kid Rock. So uh, any additional thoughts on the WrestleMania 34 theme songs and how it's kind of shaped your anticipation for the event? Uh, well, I mean, kind of figures that they would use a song called New Orleans and, you know, as the, I think as, or, you know, I think as the, as the lyrics go, like, I'm going down to New Orleans to... I think he says, see about a friend of mine or something like that. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, it fits. You know, I dig it because, like, you know, that would make sense for fans that, like, you know, annually meet, uh, sorry, a- annually meet up for Mania. It's like, yeah, I'm going down to New Orleans to see a friend of mine or something like that. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, um, I mean, I think, I think after Raw and SmackDown next week, I think that or like that's when the excitement is will start will start like settling in because uh, and you know I'm just happy that I've got I've got the night of the Hall of Fame off, I've got NXT Takeover off, and Mania Day off. Don't know about Raw or SmackDown afterwards. Uh, I, I'm not counting on having them off as much as I, as I hate to say it, but mm-hmm. I mean you know. I always, I mean, like, I sort of just follow along with GIFs and tweets and whatnot whenever I'm at work, whenever <laughs> Raw SmackDown's on, so, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, pretty much. But, yeah, Mania this year, uh, uh, I think it should be at least decent. 
At least, yeah. I think that'd be. Yeah. I think that it would even be disappointing if it was decent, because I think with this show, it, they're they're pretty shaping I'm up to be pretty big. I'm gonna be surprised big. if it's really disappointing. I'll I would be, be shocked. Surprised. I'd be shocked yeah. if there was if it was even bad. Yeah, if it was WrestleMania 32, 29, 27 esque, I would be very disappointed. I'd be very surprised. But the overall show, though, I mean, on paper, it's pretty stacked. It's gonna be hard for it to be anything less than at least good. So we'll see. But you mentioned with the theme song for uh, not celebrate, but the New Orleans song that you got to go down to New Orleans to see a friend of mine. Well, I'm going up to New York to see a friend of mine, my friend, next year at WrestleMania 35. <laughs> I better see you there, Mr. Mac. I better see you at WrestleMania 35. And I'm telling you, my student loan gets paid off officially in July. And when that happens, the dollars are going to be saved very heavily. There we I'm go, my see. friend. I will definitely be seeing about that because uh, I think that w- I, I think that would be terrific. And also, I'm going to say this now: uh, I know it's going to be a Met Life. It's going to be an outdoor stadium in April. Y'all are going to be freezing your asses off, <laughs> and I'm just and I'm going to be sitting there in t-shirt and shorts and thinking, man, this is like like this is springtime to me. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, at least you're used to it, so it's not like you're coming yeah. down to. Uh, it's not like you live in Florida and you're coming up to New York for WrestleMania, which oh, I know would God, be no. awful, but uh, now at least they'll be used yeah. to him by the time you come down here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I just remember watching 29. I see everyone in their jackets and whatnot. I'm like, it's not even that bad. Mm-hmm. Get out of here. <laughs> just a little drizzle. Get over it, people. It's not that bad. Yeah, exactly. This is nothing. Just get over it. But, uh, yeah, no, it should be a blast, my friend. I'm sure we'll have you back on at some point in the near future, but... Uh, we'll definitely have you on if I see you that weekend. Live Wrestle Rant Radio with Mr. Max sounds good to me. Damn sure. <laughs> it will happen. We'll get you on hashtag too. We'll have like our, our WrestleMania weekend festivities with a hashtag AskTheMac on Saturday, then a little Wrestle Rant Radio on Sunday with uh, with Dr. Mac as well. There we go. Sounds good. People got to get their daily dose of Dr. Mac here on the. Uh, on WrestleRant and hashtag over WrestleMania weekend, but that is over a year from now. We're, we're hyping this up more exactly. than we're, we're hyping this long, up more than a long, long ways to go. <laughs> that's the uh, that, that's the Rock and Cena of WrestleRant Radio is is hyping it up a year in advance because <laughs> it's going to be pretty epic. We hyped up our uh, WrestleMania theme or our just our theme songs in general discussion quite heavily last year. This is going to be even bigger. Come April seventh, yeah, exactly. it's going to be much, much bigger. Much, much bigger. Come April seventh in the New York, New Jersey area. Um, but as we wrap up here, my friend, of course, we did not plan on this being a super size show here today, but I'm very happy it was. We got to take our time yeah, talking sure. about these about these theme songs, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, and we'll definitely talk more about it soon down the road. Maybe we'll do some, maybe something similar with the SummerSlam and Survivor Series and stuff like that as we yeah, go on sure. down the road, which would be pretty awesome. But before I let you go, my man, where can the people find you on the Twitter machine and everywhere, uh, everywhere else on the uh, social medias? Oh, they can find me on the tweeting machine at Jamie Lee Mac, J-A-M-I-E-L-E-E-M-A-C. That's pretty much the number one spot you can find me at at the moment course people can follow you there and all your uh, thoughts on wrestlemania whether it be good or bad hopefully it's on the good side but even then even if it's oh, ranting yeah. thoughts even if it's ranting thoughts from at jamie lee mack on the twitter machine you know they're gonna be gold i fucking laugh my ass off of your tweets all the time dude i still talk arjun <laughs> I, I have a, we just bring this up every single time i see him the uh the rubber ducky the uh with the dreadlocks over booker t's it was from like payback a couple years ago or extreme rolls or whatever yeah. you're like did i just see a fucking rubber duck with dread <laughs> oh my god a fucking rubber duck with dreadlocks on my tv 
Dude, I fucking I didn't order, I didn't order this. <laughs> it was amazing. It was uh, so funny. And we bring that up all I the time and just laugh like, our asses off. Just like, if, like, if people don't like what I say, like, I have fun with Twitter. And, like, yeah, you have to. You have to, yeah. Like, yeah, if people don't like what I say or people don't like, you know, my thoughts on stuff, it's like, you know, unfollows right there. Exactly. <laughs> it's <laughs> pretty don't simple. don't pay attention to it, man. Yeah. Put me on mute. I don't care. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, people. If you're not following Dr. Matt's thoughts on the Twitter machine at Jamie Lee Mac, always a fun time. Well, like I said, dude, always a great time talking to you here on the show, and I'm sure we'll be uh, shooting the breeze about WWE and whatever else down the road here on the show. Yeah, sounds good. Of course, Jamie, enjoy WrestleMania season, and I'll talk to you soon, brother. All right, sounds good, man. All right, I'll catch your ass down the road on the road to WrestleMania. Have a good one. You as well. Okay.